Blog Talk Radio. Everybody, I'm Rich Yellman alongside the coach. I've got another coach in here with me hanging out for the, uh, well, we're not sure how long, but uh, Coach Benton from Oceanside will hang out and co-host with me here on some Sunday nights as we're back up and running this train all the way for the next two hours. It starts at 6, it ends at 8, so everything in the next two hours should be entertaining, educating, and sarcastic as we always do here. Of course, I'm Rich Yellman alongside Coach Eugene. Of course, uh, Coach uh, glad to have you in here with us. You've come in as a guest on many occasions, but this time, oh, this time I've I trusted all that it could go right and wrong and anything <laughs> in between as I bring you in here as you're on the way back from Columbia, if I'm not mistaken, correct? Yes, we were up at uh, Riverside, uh, River Bluff High School um, for Cole's training for the kickers and uh, had a good group up there. It was about 40 kids. Three of uh, my guys went up there. Um, I'm kind of a ride-along, almost pseudo-parent. Uh, as you may know, the rules this time of year, I can't coach them on the field with a ball, but I can certainly right. watch them the stands as a parent and cheer them on, and that's kind of what I do. Oh, well, there you go. So but, uh, uh, a lot yeah, of things. Uh, headed back. Well, good. Happy, uh, happy, safe trips back from the capital city of the Palmetto State here. Of course, uh, he's hanging out through the car, and I'm hanging out here in the studio. And, well, it's going to be solid. Again, here's breaking news coming out of Somerville. Uh, we do have a hire now on board at the uh, Somerville High School uh, football facility over there, Ian Rafferty, is going to take over the uh, the team there, and that's uh, big news for the uh, the Green Wave. He is a former Green Wave, by the way, uh, so they're excited to get their man, and what do they get out of Ian Rafferty? Well, they get a lot. This is a guy who's played for legendary coach John McKissick, as well as, uh, well, he's played at multiple levels, and again, he's going to bring in a lot of great things here. Of course, he uh, played under uh, the legendary coach uh, John McKissick. He was coaching just most recently over there under Steve LaPrade, where Fort Dorchester has won multiple state championships. But uh, you, you have to be excited if you're Somerville. You, you get a new coach, and there was a lot of, uh, I guess, different feelings going in when we uh, heard the news of uh, the, the coach that was there for uh, a handful of years there and did great, great things on and off the field. Coach Joe Call did an incredible job leading the Green Wave to many great success stories, winning records, winning seasons. Uh, last year, the year before last, they played in the lower state championship game there where they uh, were knocked out by Dutch Fork but won the region. They beat Fort Dorchester in double overtime. That was quite the scene there, but now he uh, has moved on to uh, another part of his chapter in his life, so they bring in uh, Coach Rafferty. He'll join, uh, of course, uh, this staff here at Somerville. He's got, of course, uh, his days in the NFL, and also he played at NC State. Big things there, uh, you know, when you look at it, Coach Benton, your thoughts when I told you that, right before we got on the air and uh, knowing that not only, and here's how I look at it. Here's, here's kind of the breakdown of bringing in coach Rafferty to Somerville. He's a former player under the legendary coach, John McKissick. He's a hall of famer, of course, over there with the green wave on the wall. He's got his Jersey in his NFL days as well on the wall. And Oh, by the way, he played college football, but he also coached the robbery. So he knows what's going on behind the walls and in the meeting rooms and everything that's happened in the last so many years that he's ran that offense, if I'm not mistaken, with Coach LeBrad and those guys. Yeah. But 
a huge pickup for Somerville. I know, uh, you know, again, that's a tough call for the athletic director. It's a really tough call for the principal there and everybody involved in, in, in deciding who gets this job and who doesn't get this job. But you just have to kind of, yeah. you know, you, you got to now it's time to go to work. We know who the new general is on the uh, on the field, the new uh, head coach, and we'll run with that and see what we do. But your thoughts on the outside looking in on this hire? Well, the first thing, you know, I, know, I said, wow, uh, that's the, you know, the offense coordinator over at 4D. First thing I thought of was, well, you know, that's Somerville being Somerville. They're definitely going to keep it in the family. Um, being right. someone who played there, you know, even though he's coaching over at 4D, when he played for Somerville, you know, back then, uh, and I can't remember the year. I think it was before the split um, or right after the split, you know, when all that was still new and when it was coming up with 4D. Of course, there certainly was no Ashley Ridge, you know, but it was definitely a Somerville guy who still, even though coaching in a different high school, still in the same community, in the same county, in the same area, you know, geographically knows all the kids. I'm sure what has been watching kids, you know, in the, in the lower levels and, and the Sotomas and all that for many, many years. So, you know, he's a guy that, while it's a new face, you know, he still has been part of the program, part of the community, you know, at large. And um, I'm sure even though he was coaching across the street in a rivalry team, you know, still has great love for his alma mater, as most, most players and, and coaches do. Um, so, you know, I think he'll bring good passion. You know, people know and realize that, you know, while the carry-on isn't there, even after the carry-on, you know, that, that team still put up a lot of points. So, you know, for the Somerville fan, fans that missed the, the high-scoring games, you know, you probably, you know, we'll probably get some of those. Um, and we'll see what kind of, you know, position coaches he hires. But I'm sure there'll be a lot of excitement, a lot of position coaches willing to come join them. You know, you get the, the pride and the prestige of coaching at Somerville with a uh, new face, new opportunity. Maybe some young guys are looking for a chance to make a move up, and they are bringing that enthusiasm with them. So you'll be really interested to see who he hires based on how, especially how some of the local um, high school teams have, have replaced coaches, and a lot of them have come from out of state. So, you know, there are a lot of right. local guys still looking for jobs, you know, who have right. been former head coaches or, or coordinators. So, you know, it, it, like I said, it, it's exciting. Um, but the first thing I thought of was, wow, they're, they're keeping – Somerville's doing Somerville. They're going to keep it in the family. It's a blessing to be. Right. Well, well, here's the thing, and and, and I'm going to say this, and I have have a lot of respect for Coach Knox, and I have a lot of respect for for, for Dutch Fork, but, you know, I'm going to put it out there, and and I don't know. I I know uh, our guy, Will Chitty, of course, who does uh, incredible five-star pitchers for us over at Somerville, uh, and I say us because of the fact that I am the voice of the Green Wave on Friday night, and uh, I have a chance uh, to, to really kind of get a little bit more deeper into that, that group of guys. But with that being said, you know, it was only a few years ago where he allowed his team to go out to the 50-yard line and stomp on a logo yeah. with their shirts off. Yeah. And we tell our kids as coaches, mindful what you do because there are consequences and don't burn the bridges and so on and so forth. So, for everybody who thought Somerville was going to go that route, let me remind you. Again, there are just certain things you can't do, and that logo is is prime time real estate in this town, and and, and we are based here in Somerville. Uh, but you mentioned, uh, you know, to to say to, to the course here, you know, he did have a lot of great quarterbacks over there with the Kieran Joiner, of course, now playing at the University of South Carolina. Breaking news out of uh, Columbia this past week, he's doing great as a wide receiver, and he is a team guy not a me guy he's a we guy and I knew that that's very impressive he could have transferred out and he said nope this is my team this is my home this is my guys 
Where do you need me? He went to wide receiver. He's done well. Well, as soon as he graduated, this kid DeAndre Sab came in. Mr. Sab is a very good athlete overall. He is a dual threat kind of guy. Definitely more on the leg side, but he has an ability to throw the ball around, and he did that this past year for a lot of different reasons. But he also had on a young guy that he put under his wing, and Mr. Osborne. Of course, uh, you bring him in, and, and you start to kind of look here and, and, and watch what Fort Dorchester continues to do. So, when Coach Rafferty comes in, you know he realizes, like you said, he has a chance to come home. This is a job, and I talked to another coach, and I'm not going to put his name out there, but he was a former player. He was a guy that had put his name in the hat. He was a guy who said, Richie, I'll be honest with you, I never thought this opening was going to happen when I retired the second time. And, uh, of course, uh, that being said, you know, it's just one of those things. I think a lot of people thought when Coach Call came to Somerville, this was going to be a long-term deal. But it's not Joe's plan, it's God's plan. And, and that's something that I respect Coach Call a lot about. And uh, he, he listens to, to what he's being told in prayer. And he, he thought this was the time and the place and, and the opportunity for him to try another chapter in life. Where that lands him, we'll find out. But other than that, here's the thing. Now we focus at the facts. And so here's today's lineup. We're going to head a break here. We'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about what's been going on. But today we are going to get a couple of guys come in. One of those is a new ball coach out of Ashley Ridge. That's a rival school between the two schools we've mentioned, Fort Dorchester and Somerville. Ashley Ridge brings in a guy from Waccamaw High School just up around the Grand Strand who coached at Colleton County. Shane Feeler is going to come in here. He'll talk to us at 630. And then at 7 o'clock, top of the hour, we're going to head to the state of North Carolina. Well, he's on the way back to North Carolina because he's been down here for a week. He's the new head coach at James Island. Jamar McCoy is going to join us. He's going to talk to us about his plans over there with the Trojans and what he plans to do. And, of course, possibly we look forward to hopefully hearing from Joe Hughes. He's a huge uh, writer around the state of South Carolina. He covers North Carolina as well, but he's covered Myrtle Beach's area. So he knows this, uh, both coaches. Matter of fact, he knows Shane Beeler, and he also knows uh, – uh, Jamar McCoy, Coach McCoy as well. So it's going to be a lot of fun. We're also going to talk to him throughout the show about why so many openings in the low country. It seems to be quite a trend that started up early, and then it just kind of snowballed. You saw Coach Noonan, who was at Wando. He's now the new head coach at Georgetown. A lot of things changing, a lot of different places and faces and all that good stuff. But we got to head to a break. We'll come back. If you want to call in, you got time. Come on in and hang out with, of course, Coach Bennett and myself. The number to do that is 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in is 323-784-9681. We'd love to hear from you. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on southernsportscentral.com, Block Talk Radio, and Facebook, of course, right here on Block Talk Radio. Couch, blowing up my phone. You don't want to come out, but you don't want to be alone. It don't take but two to have a little soiree. If you're in the mood, sit tight right where you are, babe. Cause I'll be at your door in 10 minutes. Whatever you got on, girl, stay in it. You ain't got to leave the house to have a good time. I'm going to bring the good time home to you. We'll have a We're gonna have a house party. 
your door in 10 minutes Whatever you got on, baby, stay in it You ain't gotta leave the house to have a good time I'ma bring a good time home to you We'll have a Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Elman, alongside Coach Eugene Bidden from Oceanside joins me here on the side. And, of course, now, without further ado, I bring in, well, the man, the myth, and the legend over there at uh, Live 5 News. He's with, uh, of course, uh, Channel 5. That's Kevin Billadou. He's our go-to guy on the uh, TV screen. Kevin, uh, good afternoon on a Sunday. Uh, we gained – no, we lost an hour of sleep, but we get a little bit more daylight here as we also get daylight on some of these coaches in carousel, buddy. Yeah, didn't see uh, didn't see a name coming out on a on a Sunday evening, but here we are, and probably the the biggest opening in the Low Country is now filled. Somerville has their new head coach. It's Ian Rafferty, the the former Somerville player, former NC State player, and he's been an assistant coach at Fort Dorchester for the last seventeen years. So it's it's a heck of a hire by Somerville. Now, Kevin, when you look at this thing, and, and like you mentioned, he played at NC State, he played in the pros, he's got that experience under his belt, he played for the legendary coach John McKissick, he is a Somerville guy, as Coach Bitten mentioned earlier in the intro, uh, and did you expect it any other way? You would imagine there was probably a handful of other guys that, that did put in for this job that may or may not have been a Somerville guy, but with Coach McKissick now, uh, you know, uh, has come and, and gone as far as not only in the school, but he passed away and back in November, and then, of course, Coach Call did a, I thought, a great job in his time over there at Somerville, not only trying to find and fill the gap of, of what needed to be done and being the grandson of it, and adds a little bit more flavor to it, but he just was able to keep doing the things he needed to do to win year after year. Then he moves out of the way, and then here comes another guy. What's your thoughts on the hiring process? It didn't take long, by the way. It took Ashley Ridge two or three weeks to figure this out. Some other coaches, like Wanda, are still waiting to find out who their coach is. What was your take right. on Somerville? Only taken maybe what three weeks, two weeks? Well, I I figured it was going to go one of two ways. You figured Somerville's either going to try to to bring the biggest name they could get, whether that was going to be Tom Knotts over at Dutch Fork or or a big name along those lines, or they were going to try to keep it in the family. And obviously, that's what they've done. They've kind of gone the North Carolina basketball route of this, is and that's that's keeping it in the family as best they can. So, not not a ton of surprise. I you know I'm not too familiar with coach Rafferty even though you know we've both been around here for a long time but uh I did actually just get off the phone with Steve LaPrade a few minutes ago the the Fort Dorchester head coach and uh he said that you know when he first got the job at the fort coach Rafferty was one of the first people he called and that was one of the first people he wanted to bring on to his staff so pretty the you know the entire time we were on the phone he says this is going to be a really good hire for Somerville he's really happy for coach Rafferty and he thinks this is going to work out really well for both sides now, we look around in the remainder area here. West Ashley just hired their guy. How about Hanahan? They went to uh, Timberland to hire their guy. Talk about those two hires that is probably the uh, out of the four that we now know five, actually. But these two, 
Uh, I want to touch on quickly Hanahan going all the way and getting a guy like they did out of Timberland, who is a proven winner. He's done great things over there in Berkeley County, but he comes into Hanahan, a little different scheme of things. Your thoughts on that hire and how big is it and how hard is this guy going to have when he gets into the uh, actual season and play? Well, for Hanahan, their hire is a home run, hiring Art Craig over from Timberland. And I would have said that if any, any of the schools with openings had hired him. You know, I, I think Art is one of, if not the best coach in the low country over the last, you know, 15 years since I've been here. So I think it's a home run for Hanahan. I think it's a huge hire for them. Uh, you know, we talked to, to Art the day he got hired, and he was so excited to, to kind of have a new opportunity and a new challenge. You know, he's kind of done all he can do over at Timberland. And, you know, he's looking forward to doing something else now. And, you know, he we talked to him a few days afterwards, you know, after he kind of met up with the kids and, and kind of got his feet wet a little bit. And, and he is really excited. He You know, he's not, you know, he said he wouldn't guarantee they could play for state championships every year, but he says they're going to they're gonna win some ball games over at Hanahan, which I know they can do. They've done that in the past. And if anyone can do it again, it, it's our Craig that can lead them to that. Uh, West Ashley, they hired a new head coach, as you said, a, a guy who, who's got a winning pedigree as well. And, and really at West Ashley, that's what they need. You know, they need someone to come in and change the culture and, and kind of set up a, a culture of winning over there. It's something they haven't had, you know, really since that school opened. You know, it, if they can win – six, seven games in a year, that's been a huge season for them. But they need someone to kind of lead them to that next step, and hopefully they think they've got their guy. Now you start to look over here, Ed, of course, uh, you know, the, the West Ashley thing for me, this is a gentleman who comes in, you know, and, again, he's one where he's come from out of the, I would say, the county area, PD area up there, and it's a smaller school. But what is it about West Ashley? You and I have covered West Ashley for, for quite some time now, and it's a school that really doesn't have anybody taking them apart, like you see that Somerville Ashley Ridge or Dorchester does, or even that now you see Cane Base, Stratford, and Goose Creek kind of has their little lines drawn, and Berkeley finds their way into some of that conversation as well. But it's, it's that one school over there in West Ashley. They've kind of been like that Wando for a long time, but Wando now has two or three schools over there as well. But what's it take sure. over there at, at, of course, at a school like West Ashley to find some winning ways? I mean, they're great at basketball, and their track team seems to be yep. very fast. How can we put that together on the football field? I think it's it's just got to be the right coach. And, I, you know, like I said, I think they think they've got the right guy right now. And, you know, Bobby Marion did a nice job over there during his tenure. And, you know, I remember uh, Fred Hamilton was the coach over there before Bobby Marion. He's an assistant over at Fort Dorchester now. And I remember one, one summer I was over there, you know, on the first day of practice. And, and Fred was just wiped out already just because that, that job is really tough. And, you know, he said, I remember he was talking about how tough it was to get the kids over to practice. And I'll never forget, he said one kid called him in the morning on the first day of practice and said he couldn't get there because uh, his car had broken down. And Fred was offering to go over and fix the car just so he could get, to get the kid over to practice. So that's the kind of stuff they've been dealing with over at West Ashley. And, uh, you know, hopefully they're going to, you know, they think they brought in a coach now that can change that that kind of atmosphere and, and have it to be more along the lines of a Berkeley and a, a Stratford, what they've been in the past, and hopefully a Somerville and, the, and even the Fort, you know. So that's what they're hoping. We, we're not sure if it's going to happen yet, but that's what they're hoping for. Now we move to Ashley Ridge. They hired their guy, I believe it was announced at the end of last week, and coming all the way down from Waccamaw. Not a very far drive for him, but he played – I believe he actually coached some there at Colleton County. So he's familiar with the area. He said he's glad to be back. He'll join me after this, actually – at 6.30, and that's Shane Fiedler. Your thought on this hire, bringing in a young coach, energetic coach. He seems to have a, a good group of guys around him, and a group of guys coming back over there, a young class coming back over there with the, uh, the, the Foxes. But your thoughts on this hire coming in here uh, in the 2020 season? 
Yeah, that, that's going to be a rebuilding job off the bat. You know, this will be the first time in, I think, seven or eight years they don't have a Duncan at quarterback for Hashley Ridge going into this season. So they're going to have to find someone to, to take the snaps this year. A friend of mine uh, in Myrtle Beach, one of the Myrtle Beach TV guys, the day uh, Fiddler got named the head coach, and he was shocked just because he thought Fiddler was so entrenched there at Waccamaw for, for the next few years uh, with the job he had done this past season, really turning them around. I think they went 1-18 in his first two seasons there, and then they, this past season they won seven games and made it to the playoffs. So he's shown he can kind of take these programs and, and build them up a little bit. So obviously Ashley Ridge hoping he can do the same for them this upcoming season. All right, so then we head over to James Island. They've got their guy, but they didn't stay in state. They went out of state. It's kind of a common thing, and I'd want your thoughts on this too. seems like a lot of schools around the state of South Carolina goes out here and they either get an athletic director or a head coach from the state of North Carolina, and they bring them down. Now, right. we see that with uh, Coach McCoy coming in here out of the North Carolina state. Uh, your thoughts on this hire? And, and I tell you what, I, I think it's a big splash for James Island and the Trojans. I think uh, this young man is going to bring a lot of energy to the table as well. Yeah, we met him on, on, I think it was Thursday afternoon when he had the introductory press conference over at James Island. Uh, I liked him a lot. He, he really seems to be excited about coming to James Island. Uh, and, you know, that's, that's not the easiest job either. You know, we talked about the fact that West Ashley, you know, hasn't always had that kind of, you know, winning program. James Island's really been the same way. And they're, they're a place that's only won, I think, eight games in the last four years. So they're in need of kind of a reset. Uh, Coach McCoy uh, had a really big turnaround at his alma mater in North Carolina at Hunter Huss High School. So, you know, he's kind of got this, this reputation of being a guy who can build up a program kind of from scratch. And, you know, James Island isn't that far down, but they really do need to kind of restart things. And, you know, they get kind of a fresh start this year too, as they're moving down to 4A. So that makes their schedule a lot easier as they're not going to be going up against, you know, Fort and Somerville and all those other schools every year. So now they kind of get to reset a little bit and, and hopefully with a new head coach, it's the start of a new era for them. All right, so we move across the Cooper, and we head into Wando, where Jimmy Noonan has stepped down. I think that caught a lot of people off guard. I know it caught myself off guard when that came across social media. He heads to Georgetown. Going to be a tough call for that guy as well there to go into the Bulldogs and, and do some things. And talking about building a town up, we saw Coach Durham do that when he left Andrew, or left uh, Goose Creek. He's at Andrews now. They're doing great things. But it can be done. The right guy at the right place at the right time. Anything's possible. But who is that right guy at the right place at the right time for the Warriors? Because they have the best facilities, in my opinion, around with the newest things put down on the ground over there in Wando. But who do you see possibly coming in and being that next new guy up? Well, I, I think the obvious answer is Joe Call. You know, he mentioned as soon as he resigned from Somerville, you know, he's moving, he's moved his family over to Mount Pleasant. And so that, that kind of lines up perfectly if that's a job that he wants and they think he's the right guy. Uh, I mean, you're not going to find a guy with a better proven track record as far as coaching in the low country than Joe Call, who's available right now. So that kind of lines up perfectly. I don't know if that's the job that Joe would want, you know, once he sits down with them. Uh, obviously, I know the thing that was bothering Coach Noonan a lot was having to deal with, with uh, the Oceanside factor as well because, you know, they're taking kids, right. you know, not, not just taking them, but, you know, kids are choosing to go over to Oceanside now and play there. Uh, so that's an issue that Wando has to deal with right now. And, you know, their, their talent pool is going to get cut again with this new Lucy Beckham school opening in the, in the next year. So uh, there's, there's going to be some issues that Wando to take care of, but if you bring in Joe call, I think it, that takes care of a lot of those issues right off the bat. Yeah, I would agree with you getting a guy like coach call. And I, and, and, you know, I hated the day that it came across and, and I got, we got the word out prior to it really, honestly, it, it, it was one of those things that, you know, it, 
it, it, you wish him the best of luck, but you felt like we were building something special up here in Somerville. But like I keep telling everybody, it's not his plan. He's, out, he's got a higher power that he goes to in prayer, and that's kind of where it led him and his family over there to Wando's backyard. I don't want to say that's where he's going, yeah. but there again, you got Lucy Beckham that's over there. you got Wando that's over there. you got other schools over there as well, if that's his path he chooses. But, yeah, that's a guy, if I was Wando's athletic director, I'm going after him. Not only has he proven that he can follow behind the legendary coach John McKissick, it's his grandfather as well, and he had success to go with it, but he has that name, and he's, a, he's definitely a player's coach. He's a lot like Dabo Sweeney, and I say that a lot of times, even when talking to those in the communities around the low country and around the state, is this guy is all about loving these kids. Now, iron sharpens iron, and there's always sparks yep. to fly when it doesn't go the right way, but he is that guy, even though you know I, I understand that at the time it is what it is, and, and now we, we look forward to seeing where he lands. But you did mention Lucy Beckham, who is a is a new school that's going to open up. They just mentioned uh, or, or announced that they have a guy also out of North Carolina, an, an athletic director that comes in that's proven uh, a winning record over there as far as what he's been able to accomplish out of the state of North Carolina. But why are these guys going to the state of North Carolina and bringing in coaches like Coach Knox is up there right now, of course, at Dutch Fork? And we've mentioned the new coach at James Island, the athletic director at the new school in Mount Pleasant. What is it that's so attractive about these coaches uh, in the North Carolina area. Well, before I get to that, I, I want to say one other thing about Coach Call. And, you know, you, we mentioned that Lucy Beckham job. You know, I, I think Coach Call would do a great job at Wando, but can you imagine the pull of getting to be the first head coach somewhere? You know, Coach Call had to follow in his grandfather's footsteps his entire career, whether he was playing for him at Somerville or coaching under him or taking over for him at Somerville. To be the first guy to be the head football coach at Lucy Beckham Maybe that's something Coach Call wants. I don't know. I haven't talked to him about that. But I imagine the, the opportunity to get to build your own program from the startup, that could be a really big pull for someone like him. So I don't want to sleep on that job for him. You know, every, I know everyone's kind of connecting the dots to Wando right away. But that might be a, a spot that he might be more comfortable in. And, you know, you would get a year to kind of uh, build your program up before you start playing varsity games. So that's, that's one to keep an eye on, just, just to say that. Uh, as far as the guys coming down from North Carolina – you know, I think a big part of it is just wanting to live in Charleston and, and live in the Charleston area. I mean, that's a huge pull for, for anyone. I know, what, you know, whether we're talking recruiting or, or just bringing coaches down, you know, at the college or the high school level, getting the chance to live in this area is a huge, huge pull for them. And I, I think a lot of coaches, you know, especially when they start to get older, they start to see this more as, of a, as a kind of a retirement plan, you know, and getting able to live in this area and beach and and be you know in the, like i said in this area that's that's just a huge pull for them i think i totally agree with you kevin man i'm glad to get back up in we always take the month of february off it's a short month but it's kind of a reset for us here at southern sports central because we go strong from march until january we kind of yeah. i guess with it being you know a shorter month we kind of hit our reset button but every sunday night for a while we're going to do this and i'd love to kind of bend your ear a little bit we've got so much going on there's going to be some spring sports i want to get involved with you as well but uh, you're my go-to guy, and I always appreciate what you do, not only on the radio but or with me, but also on the TV over there at Live 5 News. You guys do a great job, and just looking forward to continuing another year, man. 2020, we're going to hit this thing running. I mean, we're already there, it feels like, so <laughs> it's, it's, it's already full speed ahead, so I can't wait, man. Well, usually it's the players we wanted for uh, excitement, but thanks to Coach Beedler and, of course, Coach McCoy over there at James Island, you know, these coaches, they, they kept it interesting in the off season. So, uh, again, we appreciate it. Enjoy the rest of the day with the family, and uh, we'll catch up with you next week. All right, buddy. I'll talk to you soon.
All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That, of course, uh, is our go-to guy when it comes to anything and everything around the TV screen. Uh, he is, without a doubt, uh, the man with the plan. And uh, always fun to get in here with, of course, uh, Kevin Bellado from Live 5 uh, Sports over there. Now, we've got to take a quick break because we're heading to Ashley Ridge where we're going to check in with their new uh, head coach, Coach Shane Fiedler. He'll check in with us next right here on Southern Sports Central. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellman, alongside uh, Coach Eugene Bitten. He is, of course, the special teams coach over there at Oceanside as he travels back from the capital city of Columbia, South Carolina. But we take the bus, drop it off somewhere around Ashley Ridge. I'm not sure, Coach uh, Shane Feeler, are you at Ashley Ridge? Are you here in Somerville? Are you still up in the uh, – I, I guess it's, it would be the Grand Strand up there at Waccamaw. Yeah, I'm, Poly- I'm actually in Polizon right now. I'm actually in my classroom at Waccamaw getting stuff ready for Ashley Ridge. <laughs> We don't live there yet. We're in the process of selling our home here and and finding something down there. And I'm commuting uh, back and forth right now. And, you know, I'll finish out the year here. I got some AD duties, et cetera, to to complete. But, uh, you know, we'll be traveling back and forth. We'll be down there quite a bit. Uh, But, you know, wife and I are expecting our first child in April. So that'll, you know, I'll take a pause for a little bit in April to, you know, to be with the newborn. And, uh, but, you know, we'll get rolling and I'll be down there quite a bit. That is amazing. Now, let's go ahead. And, so you do athletic directing up there uh, with the Warriors at Waccamaw as well as the head football coach. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm, I help out. Um, I'm one of the assistant ADs. I, I'm taking care of eligibility and supervising games, et cetera, et cetera. But, you know, I'm going to help. You know, I promised to do those duties, and, uh, you know, I, I said I'd finish out since I'm here anyway. Um, but, obviously, uh, a lot of my attention right now is focused on, uh, you know, getting the program at Ashley Ridge uh, together uh, our way and getting ready for spring practice. Well, we're excited to get you here now, Coach. You've got some, you've got some history here around the Low Country. If I'm not mistaken, if my information was given to me by the producers right, uh, you spent some time at Callison County. Is that kind of the area you were in, and that kind of has you a little bit of understanding what they do here in Dorchester County? Oh yeah, yeah. I was the offense coordinator for Chris Collins there from. Uh, I was there from 2014 through 2016, and um, you know we made the playoffs in 2014, and we had a pretty good team. In 2015 had some injuries, some big injuries that hurt us, and. You know, we were in that region there with Somerville and Fort D and Ashley Ridge. Uh, I think Bluffton was in it, too. And, uh, you know, on our schedule, we had the West Ashleys and the Stalls, et cetera. So, you know, I'm familiar with those teams. And, you know, I got my information still from those nights we played them. And, you know, I was uh, – being in that region is one of the reasons, reasons I wanted to uh, be at Ashley Ridge when it kept, popped open and uh, uh, and started cu- talking with those guys because, you know, you always looked across the sidelines, saw those kids, and you're, at, and you're on those – that campus, all those facilities, and we're always impressed and said, man, that's a place you can win big at. No doubt about it. As we're live right now with the new head coach over there with the, of course, uh, Ashley Ridge guys, and uh, he'll take over the reins here in 2020. It's a new year, new theme, new thing going on over there with Coach Feeler. Uh, I'm originally from the Myrtle Beach area, Coach. Uh, I did some days over at Sacristy. I grew up in Surfside. I got a lot of buddies down in Georgetown, of course. Uh, you've seen a lot of things happening over there at Waccamaw. What are some of the things that you've learned, though, since you've joined the staff up there and you've taken over? And we just had on Kevin Villadu, who spoke really highly of you as well. And we've got a lot of connections to TV guys and radio guys up there on the Grand Strand. And, you know, they were kind of shocked that you left because they felt like you had really put your hands in and 
it was just your style of coaching, but they saw this as a huge opportunity. And there's certain times that, you know, when the door opens, you got to get in while it's hot. And that, that's kind of how we all feel like this was an opportunity for you and your family to really take it to the next level in 5A football. Yeah, no doubt. Um, you can't pass up Ashley Ridge when they call. You know, that's what I said in the interview. I said, you know, the, this thing, last time it was open, what, a decade ago? You know, you can't wait around and expect that to happen. You know, we did a lot of things here at Waccamaw. We, we uh, you know, tore it down, built it back up the way we wanted to do it. You know, we held the kids accountable and placed emphasis on the weight room and the classroom and how they acted around the school building and outside of school. And, and then we saw that stuff pay off on the field. And, you know, we um, – you know, we, we installed our schemes and, and did the way we wanted to do it and felt was right, and, and it paid off uh, in our three years here. Uh, but, you know, my wife, uh, she loves Pauly's Island, and uh, she was, you know, a lot of prayer went into this because, you know, we had just bought a house, just a lot of things. But, you know, having a kid, but we know a lot of people in Somerville. Uh, we love that area. And, you know, when an opportunity like Azure Ridge comes open, you know, like everyone's been saying, you, you can't pass that up. Right. I agree with you, Coach, and uh, congratulations, by the way, on the new baby coming along. And uh, I can tell you I've got four. My oldest is 19. I've got a 16-year-old, a 12-year-old, and a 9-year-old, and they grow quick. Boy, they're like, uh, they're like little vines here. They just grow pretty quick. So as soon as you blink that eye, they're, they're, they go from zero to five to 25, it feels like. But, uh, you know, there is a lot of excitement here. We're excited to bring you in here for Southern Sports Central as a connection to high school. You and I have connected prior to when you were at Waccamaw and, and going back and forth on social media. So when your name came up, and I know you and I have a common friend as well, of course, Coach Spivey, who is the offensive coordinator at Somerville oh, yeah. uh, as well. And I had one of your former quarterbacks who now is at Myrtle Beach come on the show as well. I know uh, his dad, I believe, worked with you a little bit over there uh, with the Warriors. But, uh, I guess what's the first thing you're looking to do when you get here in Somerville or into the Ashley Ridge community and, and really start to do? What's kind of your first mission, if you're allowed to say so? Well, first thing I'm trying to do right now is I'm, I'm meeting all the coaches. I met with the kids on Friday. You know, I said I laid out my expectations real simply. You know, I, I told them same things like I did here at Walkham. I'm going to hold you accountable in the classroom. You know, I, I, I have sat kids on Thursdays and Fridays for having failing grades. I don't care. How many yards you ran for the year before? I do not care. You will sit. If I don't make you a better person, what did I do as a coach? If you get, you know, you get in trouble in school, you'll pay the price for it. You know, after practice, whatever it may be. Uh, you know, we're going to ask you to be here. If you miss, you're not going to play. Real simple. Uh, it's just you're not going to be a part of our program unless you're going to do it the way we're asking you to do it because what we think is the right way is how we want our program to be. Um, you know, Coach Bobby's a great guy. You know, he uh, – he a mentor of mine. I worked for him years ago. Um, you know, him over there at Somerville, uh, you know, we've already been chatting back and forth a little bit about uh, that game, uh, this upcoming year and, and uh, <laughs> years to come. You know, he said he called me Young Jedi through text the other day. I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but, you know, just meeting these kids, establishing our expectations, same with the coaches. But, you know, there's just a lot of things that we got to get done. It was, you know, our coaching friend said, it's going to be awesome for five minutes when you find out you got the job, then you know you got to go get to work. And, oh, uh, you know, Thursday, yeah, Thursday night, you know, we came back to Pauly's Island after meeting with all the Ashley Ridge people uh, Thursday morning uh, into lunchtime, and we came back here and met with our – my wife coaches cheerleading here. So we met with the football players and cheerleaders at the same time at 3 o'clock, and we broke the news to them, and there were a lot of tears, you know, and sadness. But, you know, then the news dropped 3.30, 3.45 at uh, – we were in and going there, and you know, like I said, it was about five minutes of happiness. And after that, it's all right. We gotta get to work. We gotta start getting our plan together. 
and uh, get our expectations established and the things we want to do in our program and, uh, you know, get going forward because that first game's coming real fast. No doubt about it. Now, you guys, of course, uh, in a really, really tough region here. Of course, you'll play Somerville. You mentioned that. Ashley Ridge, of course, plays Fort Dorchester. You play West Ashley. You play a team out of Stalin. Of course, on the Berkeley County side, you'll play a lot of those teams over there as well. But there is no causeway here in Somerville. Uh, you know, and, and I know your wife's probably used to heading over to the causeway, heading to the beach. Now, we do have Folly, and we have Isle of Palms that she'll be able to enjoy. But, man, it's it's a little bit more of a drive, Coach. It's, a little, <laughs> it's not that right around the That's- corner feeling. Uh, uh, of course, uh, we're excited to have you here. Uh, there's just such a, a – it's a small town. You know this from your past, and, and it's a very much a football community. Uh, but you come in with a very young, energetic, a lot of uh, – history behind you a lot of uh i would say um uh, standards to come along with you but uh when i saw your picture come across i said man let me tell you something these kids better be ready to run because you'll either be a really good football team or you'll be a great track team but you'll be good at something right coach yeah we're going to be good at something there's no doubt it, you know i don't know when that'll happen if it'll happen the first day or the fourth year but um you know we're going to put our plan in place and we're going to stick to it and, and we're going to get the job done the way we need to well, Coach, we always appreciate it. This is something we're going to do with you, especially being our studios here in Somerville. So this is, uh, you know, you're in the backyard of all of us here. Of course, Somerville High, Ashy Ridge, and Fort Dorchester is all right here around us, uh, kind of that trifecta triangle deal. But uh, we were going to we're going to try to keep you in the loop here. We'd like to get you on on a regular basis, once a month at, the, at least, and kind of keep us up to date what's happening over there. Kind of let us know what we can do. You know, get this opportunity. If you guys have a fundraiser coming up, you want to get the noise out and something we can help the community be aware of what you guys are doing and how can the community here in Somerville not only help you and help your team, but kind of rally around all the good things that you guys are doing over there at Ashley Ridge. That'd be great. Anything to positively promote our program, we're all about. Well, Coach, uh, again, congratulations not only on the new job, but also on the baby along the way. Coming in April, of course, uh, we welcome you and your bride and uh, the little one as you guys come to Somerville. I look forward to shaking hands with you. When's your first day? Are you coming back here? You had mentioned you're back up there now, but when do you come back to Somerville? Um, I'm going to the AD conference in Charleston tomorrow. When that's done, I'm going to go by the school, check out middle school kids working out, um, and then – Tuesday after the AD conference is over, I'll be swinging back through just to see how things are going. I might check in on some spring sports, see what's going on at the school. And then I think Thursday, wife and I are going to drive down after we're done teaching. And like I said, it's going to be quite a bit traveling back and forth, but I'm used to that. I used to make the two and a half hour one way trip from Walterboro to Pauly's Island in it for an entire spring um, every day. So uh, we're used to it. We're used to traveling. My wife's from Kentucky. I'm originally from Pennsylvania. So, you know, we're, we're, Seasoned travelers at this point, but, you know, we're just excited to be down there, move to Somerville, get into this Ashley Ridge community, and, and see if we can make our own stamp on a uh, uh, football program. It doesn't have many years of, of history, but it's got a couple region championships and, you know, a lot of great players have come out of it. Well, they have you from Pennsylvania and Coach Bellish over there, who does, I know, the strength and condition over there. He's also a Pennsylvania guy. And the other Bellish, by the way, is at Somerville. Uh, he's from the southern part of Pennsylvania. I don't know if you've had a chance to talk to Kevin Bellish. He's the brother, of course, uh, uh, the other Coach Bellish that's over there at Ashley Ridge currently uh, over there at uh, Ashley Ridge. But, uh, again, we'll catch up. I do want to try to catch up with you off the air, so uh, we'll we'll catch up off the air here shortly, and I'll try to get a time frame where you and I can kind of catch up one-on-one and uh, shake hands and get to know each other, Coach. Sounds good. Just give me a call. I'll send you my number. Yes, sir. I got you covered, Coach. Thank you very much. God bless. Take care. We'll see you soon. 
All right, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. That is the head coach over there at Ashley Ridge. As I bring back in Coach Eugene uh, Benton, he is the special teams coach over at Oceanside. Man, I'm excited. I, I love what, what Coach uh, Feeler's bringing in here. Of course, not only is he bringing his wife, he's got the baby coming along the way. And uh, the energy that he is going to bring to that backside of Somerville, I, I really think it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. I appreciate what Coach Walker did at the program. He's, of course, he, uh, you know, he has done some really good things. But, you know, like I said about Coach Call, you, you know when the man upstairs tells you it's time to move, you move and you keep it moving. And, uh, you know, that's uh, that's just part of the game here. You know, uh, nothing is ever consistent but change. Right, Coach? Well, yeah, and, and one of the things that I've you know, noticed about him or his program is, well, you know that I, my family and I had lived up in the Merle's Inlet a few years back, and the kids were actually zoned for Waccamaw High and attended the Waccamaw Intermediate and Middle. Um, and so we would go to Waccamaw football games, having moved from Somerville and being two doors down from Coach McKissick. You know, we, we missed Friday night football. So we would go to Waccamaw games. And, you know, honestly, back then, or and this was only 2012, uh, you didn't really expect to win. You just kind of re- expected not to get embarrassed. And then this past year, I started seeing uh, the Waccamaw kids at the big man challenges. And I'd look over at my stepson, and we'd see the Waccamaw players walk up with Waccamaw, uh, you know, shirts and things like that. And then I kind of looked at him, and he was like, really? You know, because you didn't expect that. You know, it kind of had a smaller Wando-ish type feel of being, you know, not necessarily the big tough guy. And so they were coming to these competitions over the summer when I was driving up the bus and taking the Oceanside Big Man, and I would just regularly see them at competitions and, and doing well. And then that translated into, like they said, an eight win season where, you know, before would they win, you know, just a couple games in the previous two years. So clearly he was putting in the work and the training and the additional work and getting guys to buy in and doing all the extra stuff, you know, winning the football games and you're not actually in the season. And, and, you know, so this it was, is the hard you know, part because you've got to keep these guys occupied. You've got to keep them interested because, you know, and I say this a lot of times. I have a, a – and I enjoy it because I still talk to Brandon Johnson from Fort Dorchester. I still talk to, uh, you know, different guys. Uh, Will Pickering, who's a defensive back over there, of course, over at Wando. I talked to a handful of guys over there on your campus as well. And, of course, the guys at Somerville, Kwamu, who, of course, the quarterback at, at Goose Creek. But, I, but my point here is that I, we still have these conversations, even though we weren't on the air for – about a month taking the time off. And I, and I reminded these guys, look, if you watch these guys in the off season, and I'm talking about the college players, these athletes in college. And when they come back to your campus during Christmas break, you see them in the weight room. You see them on the football field. You see them wherever, always training, always getting better. So why do you feel in high school when you're trying to get to where they are, you're not still working out. And I say this all the time, to the guys at Somerville, I say this a lot of times in general, is that you don't need a coach to do the drill you've been doing the entire season. You should be able to go out there and set up the drill, whether it be trash cans, whether it be cones, whatever it may be, and get better on your own. That's the key. The character is not oh, what yeah. you're doing when I'm watching you. The character is what you're doing when I'm not watching you. So that would make your life a lot better coming in the fall if you do the stuff before the spring. And I hear guys all the time say, oh, man, we don't have spring practice for another three weeks. No, dude, practice never ends. That's the deal. Only games are scheduled. Practice is forever. (laughs) 
You know, and, and I, one of the great examples of that would be Sam Hartman. Every time he's back in the low country, you know, he's either headed to or leaving from either fishing or, or the weight room, the Oceanside weight room. And, you know, it, and it doesn't matter. That's supposed to be when he's on spring break or Christmas break. There's no break. If you want to be the top of your game, you'll be the top position. You want to be the top recruit. You want to be the best at anything. You've got – it's not a just show up and play thing. It's, it's an everyday thing. You know, it's it's the off season now, and my kickers, you know, spent seven hours today either driving to uh, Lexington, Columbia, and two hours back and, you know, drill work, film work, and, and, and things like that from um, from the cold kicking guys uh tony does a great job up there um starting next sunday parker white's gonna be working with my guys up there uh, and so you know it, it's, it's a grind and that's just that's their sunday workout they also work out on wednesday um and this is a weight room this is actually them kicking balls sure. so you know and, and, and you know some people look at the position like oh he's just a kicker well you know if you're a quarterback you need to be out there with your receivers organizing your own seven on seven Especially this exactly. time of year, like I said earlier, when we can't coach you with a ball, you need to be out there throwing balls with your guys. And so, um, you know, like the point was, you know, very well that it's not a you know show up on Friday night and expect to win. You have to win the off season. You have to win Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday when when there's the lights aren't on at the stadium. Yeah, I agree. And, um, yeah, I totally agree. And I, I think, yeah, I think, Coach, that's what you, you see a lot of times is that these guys don't do that. You see them, you know, and, again, I think everybody right now is either working out early, they're working out late, maybe they're working out in the middle, but they're working out. And it is what you put in right now, the sweat, the tears, the muscles that you're building up now, it does make it easier. And at some point, I would say maybe next week I'll have an athletic trainer come on here and maybe even Dr. David Geyers, who's been a part of us uh, for the last six years, uh, he'll join me. We'll talk a lot about what are you doing now to prepare yourself for being ready later. And that is a life lesson. And those are the things. And it's like you just heard Coach right there talk about Coach Beeler said, if I'm not training getting these guys ready to be grown men, I'm not doing my job. And we'll get into that as well. But we do have to take a quick break, a little reset here. We'll come back. We'll recap our number one. It's already one and done here in the books of the Southern Sports Central. Back at it. 2020 ready to roll here as Kevin Bellardew checked in at 612. Ashley Ridge's head new coach over there checked in, Shane Fiedler. And at the top of the hour, that's right, top of the hour, James Island's new head coach, Jamar McCoy, will check in. He's the real McCoy as far as James Island's concerned. And we'll be right back with the recap of all of that right here on Southern Sports Central. Stay tuned. With a little We'll walk upon the water, we'll rise above the mist with a little peace and some harmony. We'll take the world together, we'll take them by the hand.
Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Yellman, alongside the coach over there at Oceanside Academy of the Air Course. Uh, that is the special teams coach that has joined me, co-hosting with me today. And he will be with me for a good bit here, by the way, in the off season. He and I are going to hang out. We may get other coaches here. We're going to do a little bit like Dan Patrick has done. And I've had some buddies. We've done some shows together where we get kind of a round table, if you will. And we may order some pizza here from Family Laurie's, or uh, we may get <laughs> – uh, something from somebody who knows but when we get the food and when it comes in we will give you the data boys and we'll give you all that we'll put it here in the middle kind of like a feast if you will a little thanksgiving celebration and we'll pass the microphones around here and we'll have some conversations and i'm going to bring different people in the studio i may bring in brandon johnson i don't know if he can get through the door here he's a big boy heading to navy uh we may get some other big guys coming in here of course uh luke taylor by the way uh, the uh, linebacker for uh, the Somerville Green Waves during the offseason. He committed to Newberry. Well, he'll join his brother there. Uh, of course, uh, Keegan Williams. Keegan Williams doesn't live too far from the studio. I may bring that guy in here, and uh, I don't know if I, I will feed him too. But uh, Keegan, of course, uh, is heading to Charlotte, right? Isn't that right, Coach? Your guy, your running back over there at Oceanside, led the low country in yards, uh, was a state runner. Uh, there as well in the yards percentage and what he was able to do at Oceanside was a huge part of you guys winning a lot of games on Friday nights. But uh, he's heading. I'm going to let you announce where he has decided to go on National uh, Signing Day a few weeks back. Oh, yes, sir. And he signed with the University of Charlotte. And uh, what a great opportunity for this kid. Like you said, he led not only the low country, he was second in the state in rushing yards, but he was number one in the state in all-purpose yards. He scored 40, I believe it was 48, 49 touchdowns last year for us you know you just knew something electric could happen every time you put the ball in number five's hands you know and he was just such a guy that would just you know as our head coach had hated to hand the ball to a running back 30 times a game but you know Keegan would just stand there and say you know I, I give me the ball coach you know I'm ready let me do this let me right. do this please give me the ball just give me the ball and uh and he didn't say you know selfishly he just with every game he was ready to put the team on his back and, and run to the end zone and like I said he landed in the end zone several times and and owns every rushing uh every yard and every touchdown record in Oceanside history just in the uh uh two years he played for us and uh, it's been special and he's a great young man you know I told you many times you know he would just text me FaceTime me um sure. and, and sometimes it'd be he is headed back to Somerville and I would say well I want you to FaceTime me the moment you get home and sure enough, sure. he would FaceTime me the moment he gets home and says, I'm home. You know, and he was a super respectful kid, uh, a hard worker, um, you know, and, and, you know, he's not a kid that likes just going out and stuff. He's always, you know, playing uh, basketball there with his buddies from Somerville. You know, I know his dad, Quinn. I've known his dad for 15 years or so. He's a great guy. Um, and we're just excited that the offer came in. And, you know, when, when he texted me that night, he, had, he was actually picking up food for his father. He texted me and said, they just called. I'm going to call you in just wow. a few minutes. So then uh, as soon as he got in the car, you know, he, uh, I told him, I said, no texting. He said, well, I'm good in food. So he calls me <laughs> up, and he's like, man, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. You know, so it was just – it was so exciting, man. I felt like I was going to cry for the kid because for the kid that do what he did on the field, you know, and right. he has some pretty good grades and, and, and such a great personality. He's always smiled. It was like, what are these colleges thinking? But, uh, right. you know, now he's headed D1, and we know, and he signed. And uh, I think uh, he they were talking about getting up to some practices here soon and, and going and checking out his, his new home for, 
the next four years or, or, or so. Charlotte's but, uh, a great place to call yeah, to, man. It's, Charlotte it's is a wonderful place. Yeah. Sure. It's, it's been, been a lot of fun watching kid, him, though, by the man. way, too. So he's uh, <laughs> He's been on multiple times. Like you said, he's a five-star kid. He's come in here. He's done some great things on the air with me. He and I have bonded. Uh, actually, I met him for the first time at the Kick and Chicken here in Somerville. He walks by, and I said, hey, what are you looking at? And he kind of looked at me like, oh, what? I was like, yeah. You know you're not supposed to be over here. You're, you're wearing the wrong colors. And his dad, you know, I made him sit beside me. I didn't make him. He sat beside me and uh, Kobe Shirey and a couple of our guys here at Somerville. We were uh, enjoying a Saturday lunch there. And uh, he sat down with us. Of course, we took a picture together and sent it to you. Of course, you sent it to Chad Greer. And he's, of course, the rest is history. And the conversation is uh, kind of a secret there. The text and having fun back and forth. But long story oh, yeah. short, man, it's excited to see him do his thing. And, it's, you know, and all things come to those who work hard. And, and you got to be patient. Again, we talk about it on the show all the time. It's not our plan. It's God's plan. And God's plan was to lead him to Charlotte, North Carolina. And just, again, patience is a virtue. And this kid is back at working again. He's ready to go. Uh, another young man before we had to break did commit also, Joe Owens. He, by the way, uh, broke some records this year. Where does he play at? Of course, uh, well, his team over at Wren, they won a state championship. And uh, Kelly Bryan also uh, was quarterback there, and a few other big-time quarterbacks have coached there. And they've got a great quarterback coach up there in the upstate. We'll talk about him in a few as well. But uh, Joe has decided here, excuse me, Alabama State University is where he'll be heading uh, this year uh, coming up. Uh, they are getting a steal of a deal. And I'm telling you, there's a lot of guys that are, that are leaving the state. Uh, Keegan Williams is one of those. Joe Owens is one of those. Uh, there's a wide receiver. Mr. Hyatt is gone to Tennessee. By God, Tennessee is getting so many athletes over there. So uh, that's a happening situation. Who's that? Yeah. Look at Omar Dollison going to going to uh, South Florida. I mean, right? There are two, there were two electric wide receivers there in Columbia that are out of state now. That's right. And, and, and yeah, I mean, it, it's just wow. You know, and there's a lot of guys, and, and that's something that we we will talk about here today as well, uh, Coach Benton, because that is a conversation, and, and you know, we've got some coaches coming on the top of the hour. One, of course, uh, a coach coming up here, the real McCoy, that is Coach Jamar McCoy. He's going to come in here as the new head coach over there at James Island. He's on the way back up to the state of North Carolina. He's been kind of doing that double-duty thing and putting some miles down, but getting some roots planted over there on the islands of James Island. Now, I'm telling you, I've, I lived off of Camp Road for a while, and I know – a lot about James Island. It's a very similar community as Myrtle Beach is. Uh, it's not far away from Folly Beach, the edge of America, as they call it there. But there's so much opportunity at James Island. Uh, I think it benefits Coach McCoy to get in there right now. A, they're going back down to 4A football. That's not a knock by no means. Uh, you and I both know Wren High School was a team out of 4A that can play some football. We've seen, you know, you guys were 2A. Your guys are going up to 3A. We watched Barnwell, of course. Uh, you know, that's the only team I've seen be able to handle you guys, by the way. Uh, that they're well, the real deal, you know? Yeah, and the actual thing about Wren is uh, they just got moved down to 3A. Yeah. So they're bringing that ball, that team down to 3A ball, you know, and, and the state champion for 3A, Saluda, oh, my gosh, were they something when they hit the playoffs. And, uh, you know, it's it's uh, oh, it's going to be tough. 3A ball, I think, is going to be very, very tough going forward. You know, they talked about earlier about um, – Coach coming over to Hanahan and bringing what Arch- he yeah. had at Timberland. Yeah, you Arch- know, coming over. Great. That's huge. We, we, we just beat those guys uh, being promotion side in, in the conference, and it was the first conference loss for them in six years or seven years or however long it was. 
you know, and sure enough, now we got to face them again. But uh, what a great guy. I meant to, you know, say that earlier when we were talking about the coaches, man. Art is such a classy guy, you know, and, and it's a great, great hire for Hanahan. Love it, love it. Having him, you know, as a comp, as a competitor, you love having a, a great guy to compete with. But man, he make it tough. He's gonna make it. Well, he does it the right way, like, for sure. Right. Exactly, exactly. And how many kids he's produced and pushed on to the next level? You know, it's he's gonna have he's gonna have a, a lot to work with there, hand to hand, once he gets it going, for sure. No doubt about it. Here, right. Right, here we go, guys. It is uh, top of the hour here, Coach Ben. We're gonna head to a break. We come back, we'll jump right into it. We'll go right back to the hotlines, and we're going to be joined by the new head coach over at James Island High School. He's taking over the Trojans, and he's going to take them, I believe, to some green pastures. That's Coach Jamar McCoy. will join us next right here on Southern Sports Central, guys. Welcome back, everybody. This hour brought to you by our friends over at Simmons Barbershop. Simmons Barbershop is the only place to stop, drop, and get your hair cut, taken care of there. It is the oldest barbershop in Somerville, one of the oldest ones in the great state of South Carolina. Of course, uh, we're going to have to introduce him to the coach over on James Island because I believe he's going to be making some rounds. And without further ado, as he's making the round back up to the state of North Carolina, we're bringing in Coach McCoy. Coach Short notice, but you've already proven to be a winner in my book, man. You've uh, answered the call, and here you are with us at the top of the hour, Coach. Yes, sir. I'm happy to be on. Thank you guys for having me. Always a pleasure. So tell us a little bit about Coach McCoy. Tell us where you're coming from, or, well, where you're going, because you're, you're coming from James Island, but you're heading back to North Carolina. But tell us about your program and what you've done there and what you're looking to bring to James Island a little bit, uh, where you've been and where you're going. Absolutely. So I'm um, I'm coming from Hunter Hus High School in Gastonia, North Carolina, um, and I hail from the same place. I graduated uh, from Hunter Hus in 2000 and played college ball at Mars Hill University in North Carolina Central, where I wound up graduating. Um, and from there, you know, just kind of coached around from place to place, and I finally got my first head coaching opportunity at my alma mater, Hunter Hus, in 2014. When we took over the program, it was about a win and a half a year program. And, you know, we, we knew it needed a cultural change and uh, we needed to breathe some life into the program. And uh, I, I assembled a great group of men to to turn that thing around. And um, it took us about two years to get it on the right path, but we did. And uh, we, we played for conference titles and, um, each year, the last four years, we have been put out of the playoffs by the eventual state champions in the state of North Carolina. So we played some great football in that time span and had an opportunity as a 3A school to beat a 5A program out of South Carolina, that being Clover High School with uh, Coach Brian Lane, who's a who's an excellent coach. But, you know, we, we went in and we was really wanting to train uh, the our student athletes up to be great young men. And, and, and that's the same type of attitude we're going to take down here to James Island and, and let them know it's more than about football. And, you know, I really want them to know that Coach McCoy cares for them. Coach McCoy loves them. And 
and want them to see want to see them be great at the sport of football and great in life. So that's the attitude I'm gonna bring and put on the table, and uh, and we just go move from there and, and, and do great things. Live right now, the new head coach over James Allen. The uh, Trojans have picked up the real McCoy. That is Coach Jamar McCoy. He's going to come all the way from uh, North Carolina, comes into South Carolina. Coach, you know, you're coming from not only where you coach at, but this is where you played your days of high school football. Out. That's a that's a big deal for you to walk down and, and really kind of bring it in. You're, you're going now from 3A to 4A because James Allen's going to go into the 4A region to play on Friday nights. But when you walked on that facility, when you walked into, of course, uh, the weight room, the, the of course uh, you saw that blue and, and orange look almost like the Florida Gators as you will there in James Island. What was your first impression when you walked in and you met your players? Uh, it, it felt like home. The players looked like my players at Hunter Hus. You know uh, the accent is a little different, <laughs> but nonetheless, you know they 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 felt they they felt and they talked like and it, and it, it, it just felt welcoming and inviting. And, you know, the, the, the kids have, have welcomed me with open arms as well as the staff there at James Island. And, you know, it, it just feels right. You know, um, it, it was tough for me to leave a program that, that we've built up over the past six seasons. And, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a pretty tough program to play on Friday nights. You know, we're, we're currently still looking for football games up in North Carolina at Hunter Hus uh, to finish out the – the, the regular season schedule. So, I mean, that'll tell you what type of team it is, what type of program it is. So, to, to leave that, to come to James Island, it was it was tough, but um, it, it's going to be rewarding. It's, it's time for me to kind of grow and expand my wings and, and kind of leave the nest, um, as they say. You know, the uh, the word alma mater means uh, mother. So, you know, to the, the, the leave home, to, to leave uh, everything that, that we've built, everything that we've known to, to come down to, to James Island, uh, it's exciting, and, and we're ready for the challenge. Live right now, of course, with the head coach at James Island, Coach McCoy, as he's going to be coming down all the way from Hunter Hudson High School. He said he spent six years there, 3A football. And like you said, Coach, when you're trying to find guys to play you, that means – Kind of like Alabama. If you just won't play and you're trying to scramble to get that, let's talk a little bit about the rules a little bit because I haven't had a chance to talk to a coach from North Carolina in a little while. But, you know, the one thing is the quarter rule. It seems to be a little different in North Carolina than it is in South Carolina. And, and maybe there's some other changes in rules. Have you kind of looked into that, kind of being aware of coming into a new state, which is possibly and probably and does have a few different changes than what you're used to up there in North Carolina? Yes, there there are several changes. I, I've definitely been looking at the rules. Haven't had an opportunity to to jump all the way in the rules, but uh, Coach Rents, uh, Coach Vincent, Coach Holland, they have been advising me. Uh, Coach Randy Hillier, uh, all great guys have been advising me of the different rules uh, from North Carolina and South Carolina. For instance, uh, you can only play ten seven on seven games in North Carolina. It's unlimited, um, so th- so that's different. And um, down here we can have full contact uh, during spring ball uh, right there a couple weeks into May, and you definitely cannot have any thudding or full contact during spring uh, time in the state of North Carolina. So there are definitely changes and different things that take place in South Carolina than North Carolina. But, you know, um, change, you know, you, you have to be able to and be ready to move and understand those changes and move with those changes. Um, so, you know, um, I have a great group of men around me uh, telling me what's right, what's wrong, and um, 
and what to do. So I'm, I'm thankful for those guys, and I, I've been meeting with them uh, all week long. So they, they've done a good job of kind of bringing me up the breast of uh, what's different from where I'm coming from. Live now again with the head coach over there, the new coach, the 2020 guy that's going to lead the Trojans out on the field for the first time uh, this year coming up will be Coach McCoy. Now, Coach, what do you think the biggest challenge for you? You've only spent a little bit of time, I understand that, but what's the first challenging thing that you're looking at coming out of the gate as you've taken over this program? Uh, you know, our biggest challenge is to be competitive at every position. Um, I, I've met a lot of the guys. There's some, some good-looking guys walking around the building uh, that we believe can be helpful to us in the fall, that will be helpful to us in the fall. But I, I want to be uh, competitive at every position. And I want to be able to compete uh, every practice and uh, to make each other better. So uh, we got to have that, that, that mindset of if one man goes down, the next man has to be ready to play. So I, I want to be competitive at every position down in the low country and uh, turn that thing around and, and, and be going in the right direction. So, you know, that that's that's going to be our aim. Uh, and, you know, I've already let the coaches know, like, that's what we want to do. We want to be competitive at every position. Live right now with Coach McCoy, the head coach over at James Island with the Trojans here in the Low Country. Coach, you looked at your roster. you got a lot of guys coming back, if I'm not mistaken. It's kind of a young team coming up. Uh, tell us a little bit about the team from a, from a guy who's, I guess, able to almost uh, study those around you. What was your thoughts so far? Um, you know, we we graduated a great quarterback, and we, we're looking to train the next one that's coming up. We got some talent there at that position. Uh, a young man by the last name of Champagne, he's he's going to be a, a great signal caller for us, and, and he's going to have some competition at that position uh, from a younger guy by the name of Braxton. So uh, Braxton's going to come in. He's going to be a young gunslinger and and wanting to understand and know the offense. And I was with him all week just being able to talk to him and see where his mind was at. So these, these guys are hungry and talking at the bit uh, to go. Uh, we have some some downhill kids at the at the linebacker position that, that will come down and thump you. Uh, Hunter and um, other kids, Jaquan Wallace. So we we excited to see what they can do and and some kids up front on the D line. Our O line is going to be uh, our position that we're going to have to work the most on. So uh, I was with those guys, gathered them up, and let them know that you know I was challenging them not to be good this fall, but to be great. So we're 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 definitely going to be far far more hands on with the O line than anywhere else. They they need a little more attention than anywhere else. And then you know we got a great running back. And uh, Ontario coming back um, this fall, uh, the the tote the mail for. So we have a young young core of kids, but that you know they're they're hungry to to learn the new philosophy, the new playbook, and, and get started. So I'm excited and about you know the opportunity to teach it to them and, and work with them. No doubt about it, Coach. Uh, as always, uh, and, and you and I talked a little bit before uh, we got you in here before the show and uh, had a chance to connect there with uh, Joe Hughes, of course, a big-time uh, friend of mine there. He did a lot of writing in the Grand Strand. Now he's up there in your backyard writing about you, and he called me immediately when the word came out that here you come. He said, Richie, I'm going to be honest with you, man. This dude is the real deal, and uh, you can put my stamp on it. And I said, well, dude, if you're willing to back him up and push him, I'm going to go with you. So I've been in James Island, and I don't know whether you like it or not, man, but I've promoted you to the top, man. So we got big expectations. I'm bringing you in as a campaign manager here, and uh, I'm excited to get you in the community, not just James Island, but 
you know, to have a great core of, of coaches here in the Low Country is something that Southern Sports Central we take a lot of pride in, and this gives us a chance to to get a few new guys in different places and faces and all. But we know, I know, uh, from the history that he's kind of given me on you that you're going to do great things on James Island, and it's going to spread all the way to Folly Beach and uh, out and around in that uh, community. Absolutely. You know, that's what we're about. It's about more than the game of football. You know, these young men, they're, they're, they're blank slates, and they're, they're waiting for an opportunity for someone to, to pour into their lives, to write something great into their lives as they springboard uh, to become young men and productive citizens. And that's what we want. You know, uh, everybody's not cut out to – to be a Division One SEC, ACC football player. Everybody's not cut out to go to the NFL, you know. Um, but one thing the kids should know is that, you know, you have Division Two, Division Three NAIA schools, um, you know, and if you want to play ball on the next level, there's an opportunity somewhere for you. And if you don't, you know, um, there are great football players that play high school ball that went off and served our country in the military uh, that, that become small business owners. So, you know, we want to – uh, share our lives through the vehicle of football to these young men. And what not better place to do it than down in the low country next to the beach, Folly Beach to be exact, and, uh, at James Island. So I'm excited uh, to be down there around them young men and, and do community service projects and uh, just getting to know my community better uh, and the football players that, that I'll be servicing better. Man, you've already nailed it. I mean, your first interview, your first time on the show, you didn't mention another beach. You made it sure that we understood. It was Folly Beach. That's the beach connected to James Island. And, uh, well, that's the only two roads that we're worried about there. But uh, when you get back to Charleston, you and I will talk a little bit more off the air. But I look forward to uh, shaking your hand and, and, and physically welcoming you here to the Low Country and grabbing a bite to eat. Let's talk a little bit off the air. And then we'll do a lot of things during the off season. I, I'm going to try to bring you up to Somerville and, and kind of show you, you know, hey, what, what it looks like up here, man. It's, uh, it's kind of show you around uh, the town, if you will, from Mount Pleasant all around. But uh, welcome to the family of, uh, of the low country here. Welcome to the family of Southern Sports Central. And uh, be safe on the way home, Coach. But we look forward to getting you back down here quickly. Thank you so much, Island May, baby. Go James Island. Let's go Trojans. There you go, ladies and gentlemen. Look at that. I mean, already fired up, Coach Benton. This guy is ready to roll and I mean he nailed it from the top to the bottom and everything in between of course Coach McCoy it says it in his name he's the real McCoy I mean you gotta be right I mean it's one of those things and uh, he's a five star guy off the air uh, and and I had a pleasure of talking to him and getting to know him uh, for only a few minutes because again you know some of this stuff we're putting it together I went to church this morning and served uh, not one service. I got to do two as I was a, a greeter. Hey, how about that? Welcome to church. Here I am. But uh, it, it's always a good time at Cathedral, and I welcome you guys to come join me on a Sunday morning as I always start my day there, and we're going to end the evening with you here on Southern Sports Central. It is a family-friendly show. We're about sarcasm. Yes, it adds flavor to the show, but we're educating, entertaining, and we're bringing in coaches to not only talk to us, but also like you, uh, Coach Benton, where you're able to kind of hang out with us. So we're going to take another break. Exactly. We do want to uh, thank uh, the uh, the head coach over there, James Island, Coach uh, Jamar McCoy. And he said it best. It's not just about putting these guys playing college football. It's about playing the game of life. It could be the military. It could be small business owners. And, again, don't think power five. Think football, football, football. And when you think that, Think NAIA, think Division Two, Division Three, think HBCU, man. Go over there and hang out at Bethune Cookman. Get to know South Carolina State. 
You know, Benedict College is roaring. If you haven't seen our picture, our page over there at Southern Sports Central on Facebook, you're missing out. They've got the better bands out there at the HBCUs, man. I'm going to be honest with you. So we're going to do this. We'll head to break. We'll come back. We'll talk more football. We'll take your calls coming up next. The number to call in is 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in, and let's talk some football. You want to talk a little baseball or whatever's on your mind for the rest of the show, we can do it. And that number to call in is 323-784-9681. You're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here with the hour. It's 715, and there's sunlight in the sky. We're going to play a little summertime music. We'll be right back. Just a bit of a break from the norm. Just a little something to break the monotony of all that hardcore dance that has gotten to be a little bit out of control. It's cool to dance, but what about a groove that soothes and moves romance? Give me a soft, subtle mix. And if it ain't broke, then don't try to fix it. And think of the summers of the past. Adjust the face and let the alpine blast. Pop in my CD and let me run around and put your car on cruise and lay back, cause it's summertime. Everybody sees you. 
There's an air of love and of happiness And this is the Fresh Prince's new definition of summer madness Welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich I'm alongside the coach from Oceanside. Special teams doing special things over there. Of course, Coach Bitten joins me here as a co-host here throughout the offseason. Uh, and that's just because it's not quite as busy in the offseason as it is during the season. Of course, uh, it's Sunday matinee, if you will, from 6 to 8 p.m. We'll be doing it here live uh, every Sunday. It is, uh, it is still sunlight outside. It is amazing. It is 720 here in Charleston, South Carolina. And this is my favorite time of the year and i don't mind the chilly in the air the chill in the air if you will because when it's 100 degrees outside you people that are complaining about the cold remind you i will uh <laughs> that you do not like it chilly and i'll say well you must like it a billion degrees because that's what it feels like in charleston in july in august so with that being said coach oh, yeah. uh, i get you back in here with me man and always fun to get guys like you and these other coaches in here and, and you can hear the excitement in coach shane and of course coach jamar uh, the one coach, of course, Ashley Ridge is Coach Bueller, and of course, over at James Island, you had Coach McCoy. But you love their attitude, and they 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 sound similar oh, but man. yet different. And, and, and you know, I've only been uh, coaching high school level. This is going on my fourth year, and you know, it, it's so interesting. We have such a diverse staff. You know, with Coach Greer being the head coach, and Coach Robbins. You know, with all the years he's had in high school and 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 colleges, and then you know, we got these young guys like one of my closest friends and he's just texting me, you know, he's hoping to come on maybe next weekend. Uh, he's our co-offensive coordinator, our head coach for JV. You know, he, he's uh, probably one of the best guys under 30 that you'll find. And, but just as that love and passion manner, our JV team is I think 10 and one overall. And that one being a, a really tough loss where everything, if anything can go wrong, it went wrong that game. But uh, you know, and, and, and coach Birch has been our, wide receiver coach for for every year that he's been here and he took someone including my stepson who hadn't played the position before and uh, he ended up leading the state and receiving yards and ended up signing a a four-year full ride and you know and uh coach Birch he's I know he's listening just wanted to say thank you for everything and that uh man what what a passion he brings you know you hear all these guys coming in at the head coaching jobs and then you see these guys who are under 30 who have twice the energy of us who've uh, crossed over the 40 mark like you you and me. And, uh, you know, they just bring this passion out there. So it's, it's, it's good to, it's good to have in the low country. It's good to have in the state. And it's good to have these guys, you know, pushing these even younger, these high school kids into getting all they can out of them. And, and you know, it's interesting because even though I'm, you know, we're, we're in our 42s, 43s, what are you, 42 coach? Yes, I just turned 42 in December. Uh, we won't talk about your or my age. We know who's the big brother anyway. Yeah, they're, you're the big little brother, but we'll, we'll have fun with that one. Uh, of course, uh, that being said, yeah, when you look at it, man, you know, it, it's it's fun because here's our generation, if you will, taking over the AD roles, taking over the head coaching jobs, and yet you get guys, of course, like Coach Birch, who, by the way, congratulations on, on becoming the new uh, offensive coordinator. All right, well-deserved. I know you put a lot of time in there, Coach. And, uh, yeah, co-offensive coordinator. Well, you know, we, we kind of expect that. You know, you got Coach Greer there, okay? So <laughs> say what you will, but uh, it, it's like Coach Burrier in, in South Carolina and Columbia. You know, he's going to let you call something, but trust and believe me, if it's not what he likes, it's going to be uh, 
we're not doing that. We're doing this. And uh, I had the fortunate uh, opportunity to spend a lot of time with you guys during the preseason. We did a show over there live over there. You and the crew made me uh, very warm and welcomed over there, fed me even actually a couple times being over there. And then I came over during the postseason because you guys, by the way, Oceanside was the last team standing in the playoffs in the low country as you guys and uh, I took the road trip with you. I took Will Porter with me as well on Southern Sports Central with boots on the ground up there. And uh, it was a tough, long night, boy. But I tell you, the atmosphere, it couldn't have been any better. I mean, it was like Friday Night Lights at its best. Small-town football. And I'm talking like, yeah. you know, you get Andrews and, and where we were up there uh, on that Friday night. And you go up to Saluda and places like that that just, you know, they that's all they got. That's all they got. And they shut down the town and they pack out the stands. And it is a show to be watched. And I have to give that a boy to where we went. Uh, and, and I know that's going to be something in the back of y'all's mind going, man, it was just one of those nights. And it wasn't y'all's night, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. And they actually have a, uh, a, a, a handful of great athletes. I believe their quarterback actually is heading uh, to play college football as well. Yeah, What's he that? signed with uh, Erskine. Yep, yep, he's going to Erskine. So there's a lot of guys going to some of the limestones and Erskine and, and things like that. But like Coach said earlier, when we had Coach, uh, you know, uh, McCoy, and there's other places to go. Don't focus on the Power Five. Po- focus on the play today so you can play tomorrow. Because unless you're at Alabama, unless you're at Clemson, now it's part of that conversation in Southern California, uh, USC, that is, uh, on the western side of the world, you know, you got to play to go to the next level. Now, some of these other guys, well, they don't have to do that because they are assumed if you're good enough to be on the roster, you're probably pretty good to be on an NFL roster. We saw that at Southern Cal when there was guys getting drafted that never even saw the football field, and that's unusual. But, uh, you know, your assessment overall, though, when, when you look at the talent, and you saw so much this year at two-way, and you, of course, and I deal with a lot of conversations off the air and I appreciate you, you know, being interested and being a part of our show here. You represent Oceanside uh, in class over there, of course. But, you know, we don't get into this much, but we see this charter thing becoming a new thing. And, and, and as I'm going to be honest with you, and I've said this uh, around many people in really great places here, is that this is the new way of football. This is not new to North Carolina. It's not new to the Charlotte area. Of course, Coach Greer knows about this. Coach Knox knows about this kind of stuff. And uh, But you're seeing a specialized program, if you will, like Oceanside. It's no different. If you're here in Charleston, we've got a school. Uh, it's uh, the Performing Arts over there, SOA, School of the Arts, where they do dance and artsy stuff, and it's, they specialize in that field. Right next door, your son, by the way, who is a scholar over there, that is where most of the scholars are going. And I'm not saying the guys at these other schools aren't scholars, but they focus on a lot more of that academic. It's really, they're just not as strong at the sports as they are at academic. It's an academic magnet, matter of fact, in, their, in on the building. And uh, it's one of the best in the country, as well as SOA is. Well, right. Oceanside, along with Great Collegiate and a few other schools that they're starting to bring around, and Great Collegiate, by the way, congratulations on winning the, uh, I believe, 2A basketball state championship the other day on Saturday. Yeah, three years in a row. Right, that's huge. But what they have done is they've realized, hey, you know what we can do is we can make it a college environment, and we can specialize in athletics. Brilliant. Brilliant. It well, is right. wonderful and, that and they do that. You brought up an academic magnet where I have two children, and, you know, it, it's wonderful. It is the number one ranked high school in the nation, um, but, and obviously number one in South Carolina. But, you know, one thing I would say about um, to add 
about Oceanside, and I know, you know, what we say is a high level of academics and athletics, and I think some people say, ha, 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 you know, it's really a, a jock school. Um, I'm pretty sure, and I'll have to fact check it here uh, in just a second, but Oceanside ranked as the number three high school in, in this state for academics, so it's not something that we just put on the website and, right. you know, give you a helmet or, or soccer cleats or a baseball bat or a basketball um, you know, the, the academics are really, really pushed. Um, a good friend of mine's son was a baseball player, played first base for us, and graduated last year after our baseball team was super successful, went to the state championship. You know, he graduated high school um, with 56 college credits. That's almost your junior year, and it was all for free. You know, in college, right. anybody who's going to college can tell you college classes are certainly for the most part, depending on what you major in, but for the most part, a lot harder than high school. And so um, when, when kids are spending the last two years of high school doing college while competing um, in, a, in a high-level sport, man, it's, uh, it's something else. So just want to add that in there for my school, you know, just because, um, sure. it, you know, we get a lot of, the, oh, you're a jock school. But, you know, like I said, with Academic Magnet being number one, and they're in the county, and uh, mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I, the three, Oceanside finished in the three um, around that area for academics. So it was, it's right. both. And it's a great environment. Our principal uh, is, is super supportive of everything everybody needs. She's super friendly. Doors always open. Our athletic director is awesome, um, and is always picking up the phone. <laughs> doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter what you do. You know, sometimes uh, you get yelled at, and sometimes uh, you know he encourages you. But I've never probably seen him face to face or via text message that didn't say, "Hey, man, thank you for all you do." Couldn't do it without. Sure. And so, well, I just I just hope know. the football coach doesn't run into the athletic director over there because I know if that football coach doesn't get it done, the athletic director's got to fire him, and that's going to be a tough conversation <laughs> to have with himself. <laughs> and that we talk about that a lot of times because, uh, well, Coach Greer, of course, is the AD, and he is also the head football coach. And, uh, you know, he jokes around on here all the time talking about the other programs are doing better than the football program and, and, and all that good stuff. But, again, you're right, and I want to make sure you understand as well, guys, but here's the thing. At the end of the day, and I don't like to use that word a lot of times, but uh, with that being said, you know, I, I think you have to look at it in this perspective. And, and it is the fact that they don't just focus on athletics, but they allow their academics to be taken care of the way it needs to be taken care of so that they can focus when need be on the athletic side of things. It is a priority that they have top-notch grades. It is a priority that they get the credits needed to be and the hours done in the classroom, because it doesn't matter. You can be the greatest athlete of all time, but if you don't have the grades to get in, and understand this, even though the state of South Carolina has lowered some of their standards, the colleges have not. You need to understand this. We're going to head to break. We'll come back. We'll get more into this. But understand this, young athletes, if by the chance you don't start in your junior year, you should have already been picking out your five schools. You should have your top two dream schools, top, I would say, middle-of-the-road school, and then two save schools. And you should be working to that angle to get to those schools. You should know the grade point average that you got to get to get in, what, how many foreign languages you have to have. You should have already done, you know, all the free stuff to get you into that school. You should have already gone through the clearinghouses and doing this paperwork and doing that, not waiting on mom or dad or grandma or coaches. Guys, you're grown men. You're getting ready to make the biggest decision in your life, the SATs, the ACTs. You should know the numbers that you need to hit before you get there because mommies and daddies aren't going to be there forever. And when you make that decision, and trust and believe me, how awesome is it? How awesome is it to, to sign on that dotted line on National Signing Day? And I know that feeling. 
to sign on that national signing day, to know you're going to go play sports at a college that you couldn't wait to get to because you put in the hours of just sweat and tears and, and hard work. But all that's worth nothing if you haven't done the legwork to get you there. And that legwork starts in the classroom. We'll talk more about that. We do uh, want to give you guys an opportunity to come on in, hang out with us. The number to call in is 323-784-9681. Again, the number to call in to hang out with us. We'll talk more about this topic because it is very close to my heart. Is 323-784-9681. You can follow us on Facebook. It's Southern Sports Central. You can follow us on Twitter at SO Sports Central. It's all happening for the next, I'd say, 30 minutes as we're going to take a quick break. We'll come back, take some phone calls, and uh, we'll just have a little bit more fun as you're listening to Southern Sports Central Live right here on Southern Sports Central. So wild, man. It's crazy, yeah. Woke up in the hills this morning, asking myself, how did I get here this morning? Devontae Parker in that teal and orange, and Russell in that golden purple, youngest from the villain, pouring. I used to sit up in my room and ponder. Finish school and get a doctor I'm 22, I gotta get it now Man, who knew he'd have to figure it out Trap soul, man, I crack code Crack cocaine, that's what we putting out He f***ing saying Don't forget when you was broke, I was looking out And that's what to the sh- Look at all the levels that I skill Feeling like that's the metal I should get All these haters getting heavy on my d- Look at my d- Chasing paper, getting books with my Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich. I'm alongside the coach, Eugene Bidden. That's right. He's the special teams coach doing special things over there at Oceanside. I tell you, coach, you've done a great job with your special teams and uh, and doing the things, and you make the road trips. And, uh, and the one thing I'm going to give you an attaboy for, and we don't give out a lot of participation trophies over here. That's something that you can do back at home. But here we will give you a thanks for what you do kind of trophy, and that is carrying your athletes around. I know you've made trips to Florida. You've been to Atlanta, Georgia. You've been to Columbia. You've been to Myrtle Beach. You and I have uh, kind of didn't team up, but we met up over at uh, Coastal Carolina this past year where, of course, we had a handful of Somerville guys. You had a handful of Oceanside guys. And, you know, we kind of went out and about and did our thing. But, you know, talking about these visits and, and, and young athletes, we're going to kind of talk to you here for a minute. I need you to understand something, and it is an important conversation, is that you need to be taking these non-committed you know, I would say uh, trips to colleges. You need to be out there doing these unofficial is the word I was looking for there, uh, trips to see where you want to go right now, okay? I do know that, you know, you should be out and about. You should be taking trips, and especially in your own backyard. If you're here in Charleston, you should have already been to the Citadel. You should have already been to Charleston Southern. Honestly, Myrtle Beach is two and a half hours away to Coastal Carolina. You should have made that trip as well. And I cannot emphasize enough, and I, and, and I am a big advocate for all the universities and colleges across the country, and that also filters into the HBCUs and the South Carolina states, the Benedicts, and things like that, because there are opportunities there to play today to start and do what you need to do to get things taken care of. And I'm going to be honest with you, it is one of those things that at the end of the day, you know, it's what you get in is what you're going to get out. And nobody, and I mean nobody, is going to come chasing after you. They don't have to anymore. The world of social media has allowed these guys to go in the social media world, look up your Twitter account, and if you put something stupid on there, 
that's what you're labeled as, and they just delete you out of their file. If you put something, anything from guns to money to, to just certain conversations, they will block you, they will delete you, and you will automatically be out of their data bank, and it is that quick. And we are going to have college coaches on here. I got Coach Smith. He's the running back coach at the University of Arkansas, going to join us next week, uh, and he'll talk to us about what he is looking for. Now, remember, he was the head coach at Cedar Grove, where they won multiple championships, and he's got players all over the country playing football. Then he was rewarded the opportunity to be the running back coach at Georgia State. Now here is the running back coach over at Arkansas. So he's going to talk to us. Everett Sands will join us periodically throughout the year because he's got the West Foundation, which is a huge organization that does a lot of awareness in the community. We've got a golf tournament that I'm actually going to get you involved in um, here in the uh, in the upcoming uh, months here. You and I, I'm not sure if we'll play or we'll just go up there and watch, but it's up in Myrtle Beach, and uh, we'll go up there and watch and see what, what that's about. We may even do a live broadcast. But for me, you know, getting coaches in here, getting them involved, getting them being a participating event here, uh, if you will, guests, into what we do here at Southern Sports Central from the college level is just as important as getting these coaches in here. And yes, I will get Coach Call back in here. We will talk to him about some things. Once, you know, we, we got an idea of where he may or may not land here in the next few weeks or months or what have you. But, uh, you know, I've again, I've made it very clear to him that he's always welcome here on the show, even though he's not the head coach at Somerville. You know, he's still a huge part of what we've done here at Southern Sports Central by welcoming us in and behind the scenes. Of course, Coach Greer, also another name that you'll hear on the show on a regular basis, especially during the, um, you know, during the hours of, uh, of the two hours we're going to be on, he will come on the air with us as well because not only has he coached at Oceanside, he's coached at a, uh, a school up in North Carolina where, I don't know, there's this guy named Will Greer. You might have heard of him. He plays football over there with this team called the Panthers. He played at West Virginia, by God, West Virginia, and he played at Florida. But uh, he knows a little bit about coaching. He knows a little bit about coaching up some guys. So uh, there will be some excitement there as well So uh, to get him in here. And uh, he is always a five-star guy, like you mentioned. I've never called Coach Greer, and if he didn't answer it, that just means he was in a position he couldn't, and he called me back within five minutes. And, and those are the coaches that we love to get in here. And then, of course, we got players. You know, I'm expecting a lot about a lot of big guys. There's a guy over there, uh, Jacob, who's a big offensive lineman for you guys. I'm expecting him to have yeah. a big time, a big time day. And, uh, you know, yeah. I think that he just took a trip to the University of South Carolina where he was invited up. Uh, yeah, on a junior day. With, or, uh, yeah, he went up with Seabuck. Dylan and um, Monroe. Yeah, you, uh, right. most people know that Dylan. Dylan's our senior that signed for Ferb Walk on, and, and South Carolina has big plans for him. You know, possibly right. moving on to a scholarship role, depending on you know how the work he does, knowing that kid and what he's been through and how hard he's worked. I, I can see that happening. And then, of course, our big freshman Monroe Freeling, who has a, a full offer already. Um, you know, and, and but Jacob's the biggest guy on our team. Uh, he was like a six five, three oh five. Um, has really, really developed, and you know, he's only a, he's a rising junior, so he still has two more years of high school ball left. So, um, expecting big things about him, you know, and and and, and Mickey Lee, our center. Um, <clears throat> the Wofford was in to look at him already, you know, and and Will Gauls is our guy that uh, had the most pancake blocks uh, this year, and he's. You know, we were just talking on the on the way back, and I was like, man, I really hope that guy becomes our vocal leader uh, this season just because of who he is and his toughness and the fact that he's a, a good guy on and off the field. But, man, 
when when that face gets red and the sweat starts pouring, boy, he will put you on your back. And so that's the kind of guy I was just talking to some some guys on the way back from Columbia. I said, Man, I really hope that guy's gonna step into that role. But um, right. you know, you when you were talking about earlier about taking taking these kids out there, to me, and one of the other big ones, uh, you know, I think also uh, Clemson. Um, in June, I'm going to uh, to Ohio State, and then the next weekend we're going down to Miami, University of Miami. Um, but you know, having spent three days at Clemson with some kids last summer was was a real cool experience. Um, you know, and, and for, like one of the coaches told me earlier, it's not always D one. And one of the things I found out was a good camp to get some exposure was uh, the mega camp up at um, UNC Charlotte. Not only did the kids get to see Charlotte's program, but I think there were something like 40 colleges all the way, you know, as big as Michigan and, and North Carolina and Muschamp was there, all the way down to, you know, a, a school, a very, very small school in, in Kentucky that kept emailing me wanting to invite certain players up to a game. So, you know, it's, it's all about creating opportunity for kids and, and I always joke right. with them and say, you know, my goal is that you have more than one decision when it's time for you to make that decision, <laughs> you know, so it's uh, not sitting around after high school with no options. So um, that's that's kind of the basic of that. I, you know, and, and I love the trips. I love to get to sure. see the college coaches and learn myself, you know, from some of them and uh, see the kids get to experience it and, um, you know, so I, I I just enjoy driving the bus and, and taking them up there and just creating an opportunity for them. Well, I can tell you one thing, and, of course, uh, in here with me tonight, co-hosting with me a lot of Sunday nights going forward here, definitely on our Sunday night shows, we'll get in here with Coach Bitten. He is the special teams coach at, at Oceanside, but he does a lot of things in the community as well. He and I, uh, we've got some good connection here. Uh, of course, uh, he talks about the boys there. Uh, Ronald, uh, the the latest, uh, of course, of uh, of the crew that's getting ready to graduate this year. Uh, you know, Shepard, he'll be uh, maybe. I was hoping he's going to head to college because this kid's big. I'd hate to feed him, but I'd love to watch him play football, type of thing. And then, of course, uh, Gerald. Uh, Gerald, of course, uh, is the young man we talk about. He played as a receiver. I actually got to watch him do a lot of the uh, radio guy for Saxony for a year before coming back to Somerville. I took a year away and came back a year later. That being said. Um, you, you know, you watch Gerald grow as a man, make mistakes early, but it wasn't how you started. It was how you finished. And he finished extremely strong. He got put into an environment that was a little bit more suited to him. Not that Sockesty wasn't, but he was able to get here and, and get around the coaching staff that really felt well for him. And I'm using that as a segue because there's a thousand colleges. This is why it's important, guys, to get out there and try out these colleges and get into these hallways and get around these coaches and understand things. But why you get to know these coaches understand that these coaches are like the weather. They could be hot today and cold tomorrow or here today and gone tomorrow. So you have to fall in love with the university, the campus. And that's one thing that Clemson, you mentioned Dabo Sweeney. If he gets you on campus, it's a 97%, I think, closing rate immediately. And that's before you get on the slide. And once you get on the slide, it's 99. And I've never been on the slide. I'm actually making a trip up. I've been invited up by uh, some alumni up that way that's played and, um, I'm heading up. We're heading up there, and uh, I, I, I may go back up there with you in, in June or July, you'd mentioned. But, yet we're going to go yeah. take a tour of the and campus. We're going to go slide down the slide mm-hmm. and all. You, you and I are both brothers, and we went to the same college, and uh, it was uh, not Clemson. <laughs> it was not Clemson. Both of our degrees are from <laughs> – exactly. Both of, both of our degrees say the University of South Carolina. Um, but, man, the, the three days I spent up there, you know, I did everything from touring and – and seeing the buildings to watching the coaches and drills to 
playing kickball with Tony Elliott's kids during uh, uh, one of those like uh, seven on seven games that they would run at night before bed. And it was just, man, you know, I'd sit on the golf cart next to Tony and or play with his kids, you know, playing kickball or, you know, Dabo would walk up and just say, Hey, how you doing? And it was kind of interesting to how he can, he knows he will learn a name and a face and you just being at South Carolina and wanting South Carolina to win. I mean, it was hard. <laughs> you see, really why kids want to go, especially some of the kids from out of state, maybe some of the inner city kids, because you really felt like you were in your own home, in your own backyard with people you knew and loved, and he just makes it feel that way. And then, of course, you see the type of facilities they have, and um, it was just amazing, uh, a, a great experience. And you know, I, I, I now look at it as the approach of once you're a high school coach, you can't take a side. <laughs> so that kind of got me out of being able to say, you know, I'm for South Carolina, but, um, sure. you know, really it's just like, you know, when we talk about creating opportunities, you know, if you were coaching baseball, I know that's your love and you're one of the best pitchers in South Carolina history. You're coaching high school baseball and the kid is a very good kid, very good player. And he says, you know, coach, I have this offer from Clemson. I want to go play baseball at Clemson. You know, you, you're probably not going to, I know, well, I know you, you're not going to steer him and say, no, you're going to go play for South Carolina. You know, so right. it's, it's really just, um, and the kid that I was up there with, uh, you know, you and I have talked about him before. He's a rising ninth grader. He's ranked sure. number one in the nation. And he, uh, you know, that that was one of his dream schools. And so, you know, I mean, Southford comes down the table. And I would definitely would advise him, hey, man, that's what you love. That's what you know. Take it, you know, it, with any kid. And so, um, you know, we just out here create opportunities and see what, uh, see what we can get the best fit for each kid. And, and you know, when the time comes, hopefully they can uh, – have many options and make the best one for them. So it's yeah, amazing. I agree with you. It, and, you know, you mentioned uh, Clemson for me, you know, like you mentioned the Gamecocks for me, you, you, a lot of people would filter them feel like I would lean them into that direction. But what you got to understand is I don't know coach Kingston at all. I know very little bit about him other than what I read on the internet. And well, they say if it's on the internet, it's right. going to be true. But the only thing true on the internet is Southern sports central. Everything else is just, you know, fiction. So that being said, when you look at it, Coach Monty Lee, who is the head baseball coach at Clemson, was also a head uh, baseball coach at the College of Charleston, who's also was an associate, I believe, a graduate assistant coach at South Carolina. I know he was a coach, I just don't know his title there. But here's the other nod yeah. for you: is that he and I played together in a summer league in college, as they correlated summer league in Mount Pleasant, his senior year, my freshman year, we're going into my freshman year. So he and I have that connection. So you're actually, you know, you're dead on in. in, in it's all about relationships. I know Monty Lee. If my son, Jacob, decided that he was going to play baseball and the University of South Carolina offered and Clemson offered, and he went up to Clemson and said, Dad, I, I really like that slider. Dad, I really like that this, that, and the other. And I like the crowd, and I love the atmosphere and the trees that turn colors, and it's not a cement city, and I can continue to give you the pluses of Tiger Town. You know, on the other side of it, there's always something on the other side. But I would look at Jacob and say, look, man, you like it. I love it, man. Let's go do it, especially if they're going to give you a scholarship, bro. Hey, look, you know, I'm good. You know, I, we'll, we'll, we'll knock this thing out of the park. I mean, and I've seen high school coaches who kids go and play at other high schools because of where they live and they've got friends in their neighborhood and they go there and you'll see the dads at the ballparks and they'll be wearing the, the colors representing their child, even though they may be a coach somewhere else at another high school, but they're going to represent their kid. They're going to love their kid, and that's that's the big deal. Now, I like to poke fun at it. Yeah, I like to have a little fun with it, but at the end of the day, you know, it, it's about relationships building. And, and the one thing that I'm going to say is this. We've got to head to a break. We'll come back to the final segment recap today's show. But um, 
two things. Number one, like you mentioned, if you're a coach, it's hard to really have a favorite team. But it's also hard, and maybe even harder, if you do radio. Because you really it, – it, it's just weird. And I remember bringing in Clemson Time to the fold, and, you know, he was a guy that I, I challenged on Twitter because he was a keyboard warrior at the time. And I said, hey, big boy, next time you roll through the uh, low country, why don't you stop, drop, and roll into the studio, and let's do a show together. And, you know, he's kind of – you know, he's kind of like a wrestling character, man. I called him out, and he shows out, comes in here with a little belt and, and, and did his thing, and we built a relationship. But it was fun watching him as he co-hosted with me for years. It hit him one day. He was, in, he was at Florida State. They were playing the Tigers, right? And, and of course, uh, he had done the show down there representing us and doing his thing, and it was interesting. He calls me, and he's like, Rich, I, I, I think I'm going home. I was like, what? Dude, there's a game. He was like, it's just different. He said it's different ever since I've been on the radio. I, I like everybody. I was like, yeah, see, that's how it works, man, because you can't really have too much of a favorite. You can't be that guy. And and the guys that do radio and they become homers and you have to hear the same conversation over and over and over again, it gets redundant and it's no good, especially if the team is no good. You don't want to hear about that team. I don't care whose favorite team it is. You don't want to hear about it. You want to hear about the things that are happening now. You want to hear why Clemson continues to reload. Why is Trevor Lawrence the number one player in the country in 2020 coming into the season there? Why LSU was able to have that magical season that you just know that Walt Disney would make a movie out of this kid who was at, you know, Ohio State and took a chance and they went down here for a guy that was like playing for Bobby Boucher and the water boy and he couldn't understand him, but he understood enough to win the game. And so when you put that stuff together, man, those are the stories that Southern Sports Central loves. We tell the stories all the time and, and we're very fortunate to get in here with the Linsky family and partner up with those guys and have them on the show on a regular basis. Like I mentioned, Marcus Lattimore, he has his foundation that he comes down into the town and does his thing. He was actually at a local middle school around the corner from the studio uh, last week and did a, sh- did a, uh, a presentation on a Wednesday, but he also was at the stadium at Somerville over on McKissick field over there at Memorial stadium where he brought in a bunch of kids and, and did some camps there. And he brought in Caleb Kinlaw, the former running back over there, at uh, Goose Creek, and then he had some of his other guys with him as well, and of course some of the Somerville staff that helped out over there. It was a very successful deal, and it looks good for the community, and it's good for the community. They weren't just Somerville people; they were Low Country folks. So it was really interesting to see, and that's kind of the fun part for what you will now get to see, uh, coaches. You now come in here, and and we're very fortunate, very blessed to get coaches to come in and co-host with myself and Will. Of course, will join us from time to time on Sundays, uh, and we may do some other things. Now, the one thing that we are going to do is uh, this Friday we will cover uh, the Somerville High School baseball game. They're going to play James Island, so we'll cover that game. That's be their opening day in the uh, park over there, Greenway Park. Uh, we'll have that one there on the radio, so you want to follow it. We'll give you all the headlines there, uh, and that will be a lot of fun. Uh, Coach, I don't know if you're available. You want to do some baseball one-on-one, you're more than welcome to come and do it with me. But uh, baseball is a lot different than football, man, because uh, it, it's just like sitting back and, just talking shop, man. Every once in a while, somebody throws a strike or hits a ball, and you talk about it. Then you go right back to whatever's going on. So it's uh, it, it's uh, it's a good thing to do. But football, fast, furious. You got three wide, two wide. It's like NASCAR with a football involved. So it's it's interesting to conversate about. But uh, we are going to take a quick one, man. We do need to take a break, kind of reset as we hit the final <coughs> segment. That's right. We've hit the uh, white flag here on Southern Sports Central. My first we, one. I told you. Awesome. Look at that. And it didn't take long. You were worried about how this thing was going to be. I said, man, let me tell you something, bro. You know, I was this thing is going to happen quick. Yeah, I was worried that if we went to Dan Patrick uh, show that you mentioned earlier, I was going to be nicknamed the show killer. So I'm just trying hey, to keep away it's from early, buddy. Hey, look, it's, 
<laughs> it's early. <laughs> we'll be right back. This is Southern Sports Central with the coach. I'm Richie Altman. We'll be right back, guys. I'm the type that's gon' go get it, no kidding Breaking down a switch in front of your building Sitting on the steps, feeling no feelings Last night it was the cold chillin' You gotta keep the devil in his hole But you know how it goes I'm front line every time it's sold 100 pro flow, running shoot pro 458 drop, playing bulletproof soul Every few shows, I just buy some new gold Circle got smaller, everybody can't go Downtown Diamond District, jewelers like yo Hustle, holla at me, I got Cubans on the low Through the Cancun, smoking Cubans on the boat Then dock that saloon just to smoke Look, listening to music at the Maya Ruins True devotion on the bluest ocean Cruising, my cultural influence even revolution I'm integrated vertically, y'all blew it They tell me hustle, dumb and down, you might confuse me It's like that weirdo rap you I'm a urban legend, South Central in a certain section. Can't express how I curb detection. Justice, evidence of a divine presence. Blessing, held me down at times I seem reckless. Empty, got an L but got an E for effort. Stressed me, dropped him off in the Mojave Desert. Then left me, ain't no answer to these trick questions. Money making nip, straighten out my jewelry on my dress. Well known, flick up in jail clothes. Snatch a champagne bottle from Rico's till C show. Whatever. Playing chess, not checkers. 38 special for you, clever. See, bro, you ain't living down by the street code. Been through all these motions, up and down like a seesaw. I can never view you as my equal. I want to hear your CD phone. Hey, welcome back, everybody. I'm Rich Allen. The final segment here, of course. Uh, we want to thank you guys for listening in today to our show. It's back at it again. 2020 vision, and we are running full steam ahead into the season. So not only college, but high school football. We'll talk some other sports, but we wanted to kind of get some of the other stuff that's been sitting on the shelf since February, kind of dusted off and brought in. We did have a, uh, a three-headed monster of guests come in. Kevin Bellady joined us from Channel 5. That was at 612, around 630. We got in here, of course, with uh, Ashley Ridge, brand-new coach over there. Shane Feeler comes in from Waccamaw High School. He's looking to do some good things. He's bringing his wife and a baby back here. That'll be here in April. So he's got all kinds of things happening over there. Uh, and then, of course, uh, at the top of the hour and 2, 7 o'clock, we had James Island's new head coach, uh, Coach Jamar McCoy. He comes in here from Hunter Hudson High School, a 3A school. He's been there for six years. Uh, he talked about the success of beating Clover, a 5A school in the state, a good team out of Clover, by the way. Uh, but he did some great things there, uh, looking to uh, bring some of that good stuff to James Island. And he even mentioned uh, Folly Beach. And, again, that's how you know he's done his homework, because he didn't mention the Alapons or Sullivans. That would be that'd be your beach, Coach. Yeah, yep, yep. That's uh, right down the road from us. And <laughs> just joking, always uh, when I run into – Parents and players that I know, you know, from rival schools, always kind of, especially Calden County, since I know Coach Peeler well, and and I'm an alumni for the school, you know, I always look at the best player on the team, and you know, I do it obviously jokingly in front of the coach, and I'm saying, you know, hey, 
how much do you like the beach? <laughs> so Kobe's always, you know, just say, just get it over with and ask them if they like the beach. But, uh, you know, it certainly has its advantages, man. Geogra- geography is something. And, um, you know, with these coaches moving down here, perhaps that's it. You know, I also have heard that the uh, some of the South Carolina and some of the coastal counties that have the higher tax bases usually have some pretty good salaries for these guys. You know, I'm very right. far down on the list. So, you know, I'm not in that not in that range or bracket or consideration, which I'm happy where I am. Um, but, uh, you know, so <laughs> it, it's attractive. You know, if you have time to do other things like play golf or go right. fishing, you know, it's a lot easier to do when you're right down the road as opposed to a couple hours away. We got some fishing ponds up here in Somerville, man. We got some things going on up here. So, uh, uh, you know, again, we'll, we'll get possibly when they get into the pay scale of, of, of coaching. And again, you know, if you're in the state of South Carolina, you're looking to get rich. It ain't happening. Okay. You want to get rich. They do it big in Texas, man. They, they, they hire big time coaches and they do big time things. I mean, again, you look at the coach that, for whatever reason, he left the state of Texas being a high school coach and decided to come over and be a college coach at Arkansas. Boy, is he looking at it. Chad Morris is thinking, man, should I go back and coach in high school? Yeah, definitely. I'll drive that little car around and teach kids how to make left-hand turns forever and make that big pocket yeah, change yeah, well. over there because, I mean, those guys are well-paid. I mean, well-paid. Here, it's, again, you know, you, you look at it, and, and to be honest with you, you know, I, we get into that in another show here. We will be back live on, on Sunday here from 6 to 8. And, of course, uh, Coach, uh, you know, Eugene, he'll join me, and we'll, we'll talk more about it there uh, as we get more into it. Marcus Lattimore uh, at right now may join us next week. Also, uh, another coach uh, may join us as well. And, and this is another one. I mean, we're very fortunate to have so many great coaches who – who talked to us, who get in with us, but Coach Jimmy Smith, who, again, coached at Cedar Grove High School then was promoted over to uh, well, Georgia State and uh, did some great things there to only land him now at Arkansas. And they're doing some big things. Their Razorbacks are, are putting together a pretty good group of guys, and staff-wise are there. They feel like they're bringing in some great recruits, but he's the new running back coach over there at Arkansas. So we're going to get him in. And I'm going to pick both of these guys' brain, one being Marcus Lattimore, who was one of the greatest running backs in the history of South Carolina. Again, they've had some great running backs. There's no doubt about it. I mean, and you guys know they've got a Heisman Trophy winner. Marcus Lattimore uh, could have been that. Had he not got hurt, he easily could have been uh, in the running for that conversation. But uh, he did great things at the University of South Carolina that hadn't been done ever, right, quite frankly, uh, in my opinion. And uh, so he'll talk to us about what it takes and how to get over injuries and how to continue to push forward. And then we'll get in here with Coach Smith and what are athletes doing right now in college and what should you be doing in high school. So those conversations are going to be had. And we'll have a few other surprise guests drop in. Of course, if you're a coach in the area, you're a coach across the country because we do reach to four high schools in Charlotte, all the high schools in the state of South Carolina, three in uh, Atlanta, and, of course, a handful in the state of Georgia. And then we're in Alabama, Louisiana, and Texas. And, of course, we've got our – Big-time coach out there in San Diego, California. He's kind of our motivating coach, but he coaches high school football as well out there. Uh, but we'll have all these guys check in with us. We'll get some beat writers to catch up with us. We'll talk to some softball coaches. Why not? Let's give the ladies uh, some love here on the show. We'll do baseball as well, track and field. We'll get those guys in. Uh, again, it is that time of year, and this is something new because normally we, we do stick a lot. Of, and as long as there is football to be talked about, we'll always continue to do that because until they name the Wando coach, well, we still got an opening here. And Lucy Beckham, by the way, has yet to announce their new head coach. So two coaching positions are still open, if I'm not mistaken. I, uh, of course, uh, we'll, we'll get more into that. Again, we do want to 
congratulate Coach Ian Rafferty. He is the new head coach at Somerville. That was announced only hours, uh, maybe an hour right before the show came on air. He, of course, uh, played his days at Somerville for Coach McKissick, went to NC State, played in the pros for a while, then ended up coaching and uh, doing some big things under, uh, well, a good coach over there at Fort Dorchester and Coach LeBrad. So uh, he is coming home. It is a homecoming party for uh, Coach Rafferty and we're, of course, Excited to get him back here in the community. So, on behalf of myself, I'll say this to you, Coach uh, Benton. Thanks for uh, taking that, you know, that rookie stripe. You can pull it off, and uh, we'll get back <laughs> at it next week, brother. That's awesome, man. Look forward to it. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Well, we appreciate what you do in and off the air and, of course, on the football field and all around. So, that'll do it for today's show. I do want to thank one more time. Let's get it in here. So, Kevin Billadou, Live 5 Sports, Asher Ridges, Head football coach Shane Fielder and James Island. Now, of course, the uh, Trojan brand-new coach comes in here. Of course, uh, that is Jamar McCoy. Thank you guys for what you do, supporting us. We're looking for those sponsors coming into 2020. If you want to do that, follow us on Facebook. at Southern Sports Central's inboxes. We'll get you the information. I think you'll like the packages that we bring to the table. Follow us on Twitter at SO Sports Central. You can follow me at Richie Altman on Twitter as well. So that's it for today. God bless. Take care. Go out and make a difference this week. It's Sunday night. Get ready for tomorrow morning, bright and early, and uh, we'll talk to you again on Sunday night, a week from today, guys. God bless. Take care. Back up, back up, back up.